Hello everyone and welcome back to the Long Play Club for Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. This is part 4. Today we are going to be talking about Act 4 of this game. I'm your host Christian Buckley, codenamed Panther, joined by Omar Nakvi, codenamed Jaguar. Hey! You're, you're back in Alaska today. I'm back. I'm mushing all my uh, dogs again, mm -hmm. I think. But uh, how, is it a struggle, you know, with global warming and everything? Just like less ice? Uh, global warming is always a struggle, I Fair think. Enough. Fair enough. Uh, thank Ke you for your time. Kevin Diaz, Codename <laughs> Scorpion. How are you, sir? Oh, we're doing fantastic. We're, this is the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Guys, guys, we made it. We yes. made it, right? There's, there's no way it gets better. There's no shot. There's no way it gets better than this. Or does it? Well, oh, see. man. Oh, man. Running out the panel, codename Pigeon, Jack Martin. Hello, hello. When I first talked about this game being The Force Awakens, I was really referring to this act because, yeah. boy, howdy. <laughs> Let's go. Let's... I, love, I love me some comfort food. And this is this act, and I'm very excited to talk about it. I mean, I did it once, right? I did the impossible. Predict <laughs> Liquid taking over Ocelot's body via the arm, right? How did I do it again, gentlemen? How? How? I have Crazy. a theory Crazy. on why you did, but we will get to that when we break down the Shadow Moses stuff. But picking up where we left off this week... Um, we once again get our next mission briefing. Senny's cracking eggs, singing the the melody with different words. I guess this time, um, the eggs we're building. You know, the first act there was one, the second act there were two, then there were three. Kevin, I was watching your stream. I heard you call out four, but it was is it meiosis? Is that what happens with the cells? Uh, Jack's not mitochondria. Yeah. Mitochondria. Yeah. I don't. You're talking to a, a biology major here, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. as you could probably tell, um, and yes, it is. What did you just say, Christian? Meiosis. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Perfect. It's meiosis. Thank you. Thank you. Nailed it. Nailed I, it. I remembered one thing from ninth grade biology, and that was it. <laughs> so, um, we get our next mission briefing. Uh, again, pretty straightforward this time. I think more so than last week's because there's no weird layers with naomi uh but snake is basically dying this entire time uh he's he's burned he's got a bandage on it's just progressively falling off his face we learn that liquid's next objective is getting rex because rex predates the sop system he can circumvent what control he doesn't have over the whole globe uh, because we saw last week he had gw as a back door to give him access to the sops but to get full control, he has to blow up the rest of the cores by launching a nuke at him. And the only way he can launch a nuke is the old-fashioned way, with a, a good old railgun on top of a walking tank. <laughs> just <laughs> just like our grandfathers way. wanted it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Shagohad, right? Ever since the Cold War, we've just been launching nukes that way. Mm -hmm. um, so we learn throughout this scene uh, that we're going to be, you know, dealing with Rex once again. There is the name drop of Shadow Moses. Uh, Mei Ling calls up to just let us know, yes, we are going to Shadow Moses. And this is mainly a focus on teeing up where the act goes and Snake 
with a horrible smoker's cough and like fox die like a laundry list of medical issues here um last week i think for the mission briefing we all felt it was sort of like the the most you can get out of it maybe like it, it seemed like they reached the the threshold of what a mission briefing will do for this game but omar this week kicking off with the shadow moses stuff seeing nailing again uh what was your highlight out of this mission briefing remember the mission briefing too much but i do remember the fact that mei ling has a new accent she changed it yes just like naomi yes which was weird mm-hmm. was that a change done in twin snakes or is that a mds4 change i think that one is just four okay but twin snakes might have been mm-hmm. it too i can't remember okay but yeah that definitely stood yeah. out to me too i was like very shaken was, when she popped up. was this was this mission briefing the one where snake and Ryder are having that heart to heart about yeah, yeah. doing the thing love okay it. yeah oh, my god yeah. kevin uh you go ahead sorry is just uh going off of the point of the um snake and ride in here uh you were real excited to see ride pop up again in this game um he was kind of out of commission for the past act yep. but this time seeing him struggle to get there like what was it like for you seeing ride uh sort of fighting against the situation and his conversation with snake i thought it was really great i thought i thought it was one of probably the most memorable parts of the game where you know like i mean snake helped raiden so much in like mgs2 right and then for it to be the reverse and like raiden want to but like physically can't yet you know mm-hmm. we'll get to that later on but um and those like USB C ports down his spine and stuff like that looking crazy but um but yeah yeah no like i thought it was a really really good scene where like i don't know like there was something like poetic about like snake allowing Raiden to help him right even which i thought that was kind of like a big step too because like i feel like snake would have been like no this is a one-man job i gotta like he he wouldn't want like help from Raiden necessarily right so even when that happened in the past episodes i was like man like, like that's something that i didn't think that like snake without having this aging thing and having everything going on like would even do mm-hmm. in the first place so for like just just snake to talk to Raiden like i don't know like more like an equal in a lot of ways was like actually surprising a lot so i really liked it i really liked it and and like it it worked for me like Raiden like really just wanting to help snake you know and like i i think Raiden's genuine in that whole conversation but i thought it was great i thought it was great that was very good yeah, something a line that specifically stood out to me in that interaction was when Snake said that Raiden misunderstood the advice Snake gave at yeah. the end of two, and I was thinking through that because like Raiden's super hot topicy emo in this game, right? And like very self hating, and I wonder if the thought I had there, like seeing him wanting to help Snake, a lot of energy of like passing torches in this scene and stuff like that i i wonder if 
the the choice to be like hey no you did you got me wrong dude like that's not what i meant when i told you to do these things i wonder if because raiden for so long was basically acting as a secondary next generation version of snake like through those missions and the basically being gaslit by the patriots and all this stuff of telling him what to do i wonder if that's what caused him to fall back because like moving forward his response was a mix of i was existing as basically solid snake for so many years and also dealing with the thoughts and memories of me being a child soldier but jack what did you think of seeing a bit more of Ryden's, I guess, motivation and, like, insight into him for this game here. Yeah, I I agree with what Kevin was saying, how Snake and Ryden are speaking more on terms of they're both equals in what they're doing. Um, but I also like the sense that Snake is still a mentor to Ryden, and he's essentially, like what you said, hey, you misinterpreted what I said at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, but he also said that Ryden has a future. Um and he was trying to tell him like not to mess that future up. And I, I really liked that interaction. And I also really liked Sonny coming in. And you can see Sonny and um, Ryan's relationship because I don't, did they confirm that Ryan helped save Sonny? Yeah, in the call. I think that was said, yeah. yeah. Like two acts ago, I think that when Ryan's introduced, I think he's the one that says, I brought Big Boss's remains to Big Mama so she would give me Sonny. Because Big Mama... Yeah was still Patriots at the time, and Sonny was being held captive by the Patriots, presumably her, so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I really liked all the character interactions um, in this particular... I think this is easily the best mission briefing of, I think, the three we've gotten. Um, you also get Otacon saying, like, he has to atone for his sins for creating Metal Gear Rex, and that's what they're going back to do. Um, yeah, and just just the fact of them saying... Um, like we have to go back to Shadow Moses. It's like obviously it's very fan servicey, but it it is just a, like the first time I played that, not even having played Metal Gear Solid One, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe we're doing this. Um, and I wonder if this is your theory, Christian, because I'm I think Kevin might have heard this from Greg Miller at some point, and maybe Did subconsciously I? forgot because Greg Miller has a story where he's like playing through um, Metal Gear Solid Four. And it was like late at night and he gets to the mission briefing of act four and then he's like he hears we're going to shadow moses and like just kept playing through the night because of that shit i don't know guys honestly i i would have been honest if i knew that like mm -hmm. i definitely tried to give you guys i did miss the um i missed one thing from metal gear Solid. i forgot which one but i said it like in one of the episodes semi recently i forgot but i mean maybe i don't know like you know I have I have info about a lot of weird things I guess I don't know but like as like as like a subconscious thing where you heard Maybe. that and then it just well I mean like I kind of put together with like I just figured that like, okay like this game seems to be like pulling back from like past things I'm like yeah, are they right. gonna do that ultimate like we're going back to a to a location like mm -hmm. then because I I definitely thought not because I felt like because everyone like always wants a Metal Gear Solid One remake. That like oh they've never built that Shadow Moses like in 3D before like I thought it was something that that like we like never seen necessarily you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so that's why I thought that it definitely was never a thing and I just figured hey let me just throw it out there because like 
we we want a remake, I guess. So why not, you know, go there? But I didn't realize we we actually would at all. Yeah, so. the theory I had was sort of what Kevin you mentioned, like just be the fact that the mash x for flashbacks thing exists and they're like that yeah. i think that was the thing that maybe when you said that i was like okay well that makes sense because it's so heavy on giving you options for callbacks right and stuff like that yeah yeah um, yeah so but jack is absolutely correct this sequence is this is the definition of fan service so like uh Omar, this was your first Metal Gear Solid game as well, right? Yeah. How did that hit you at the time, seeing the way they talked about Shadow Moses? Because you were familiar with, like you said, you watched your brother play through them, but how did that hit uh, you at the time, and how's it been going back now? I was super dumb. I was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. and I think I was like, well, that's not what I think Alaska looks like. Even though I had seen Shadow Moses from Metal Gear Solid 1, I think I barely understood the fact that it was really stupid. Like, I was young. Oh, my. Did I glitch out? Slightly. Yeah. A little oh, bit, a little bit. Crap. I'm sorry. I glitched out again. Oh, fuck. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but, Kevin, I'm, I knew it would hit you hard. I popped into your stream for the first, like, 15 Dude. minutes because, like, I wanted Dude. to see the reveal in the mission briefing, and I wanted to see you, like, walk up to uh, the base because it, it is such like a, a moment. And there were elements of the introduction that I definitely forgot about, uh, which we will get to. But I do want to see yeah, what Omar it, has to say about yeah. Something. Oh, he's gonna be right back. Okay, okay, he's he's gonna be right back. Okay. Um, do we want to just like keep it going and just wait for? Omar or well, no, I just we didn't talk about the name of the act either. This one's called Twin Sons. Star Wars reference, of course, right? That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why first I'm like, okay, like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. But um, dude, can we talk about the dream sequence? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Before we go in on that, I do want to ask you, Kevin, because I asked yes, you last week. Ask me. Okay. Um we have Solid Sun, Liquid Sun third son and now twin sons That's what do you think what do you think the expect like what was your first I, obviously i assume you thought star wars when you saw twin sons yes yeah okay. that was that was knee-jerk so solid son and then liquid son mm-hmm. those might be swapped one and two i forget okay like s-u-n or s-o-n s-u-n At- S U N, yeah. Like the I mean, ball of fire that powers yeah. Superman. <laughs> solid yeah, that's sun. the only thing it does, actually. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's all it's good for. So wait, <laughs> Melt I forgot ice, the power of Cal Calcestis. I then. forgot the third one. Calcestis. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's sort of solid sun, liquid sun, and then blank, and then twin suns. What's the blank? What's third the sun one? for Act Three. Third mm-hmm. sun. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, they got real creative for that one. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm assuming Solid Sun, Liquid Sun, right? Solid Snake and Liquid Snake, mm-hmm. right? That makes a lot of sense. Third Sun, Solidus, or I'm assuming that would be Solidus, right? That mm-hmm. they're talking about there, maybe. Twin Suns, I, I know the the Metal Gear Solid 1 like remake that no one likes is called Twin Snakes, right? Mm-hmm. 
Plus we had the we had the two eggs go into one, right? To represent kind of like a liquid and solid going in like being embodied from Big Boss, right? Sure. The symbolism of that. I believe that would be mitosis um, though, not meiosis. Mm, truly. I just Christians. remember mitochondria. I don't Christians just, I just remember absolutely that. correct. That is photo one hundred percent correct. Photosynthesis, we we love that, truly. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten process. Mm-hmm, um, so the fifth one, yeah, the fifth and final one, what's that gonna be named? I'm assuming it's gonna end with sun. Phoenix Suns? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but okay, yeah. I don't is there any other is there another copy of <laughs> that I don't remember? Like it's there. Oh, I'm trying to think. I feel like we haven't seen the last of that nasty big boss like body type thing. I feel like we're gonna see that again, and I'm probably gonna vomit again. <laughs> but because uh, that thing is disgusting. But Twin Sons is yeah, the, twin. Yeah, that's the oh, name sorry. of the episode in Star Wars Rebels. Um, spoilers, but it's been spoilers. years at this point. Where Darth Maul. Oh yes, Obi Wan. It is. Yeah, that that is what the episode was called. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Very, very good one. Very good one. Hmm. So, uh, Omar, since you have come back, I would like to hear. Yeah, sorry about that. Report. It's uh, okay. Don't computers. worry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, since World War Two, computers were the worst enemy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was that? The thoughts on um, what Christian? The same thing I was saying, or uh, no? Because it came across of just like when you were younger, you just didn't understand really that. Yeah, it was, that was it. Yeah, it was really just like, oh, what? Okay, so, new location. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume though, at some point, like within the time since you played that, you realized, right, like what that was. Yeah, no, everything. it is crazy. Yeah. So, I guess diving back into that on this replay, did it hit you any differently? Like, how did how did you feel going through those beginning processes of teeing it up? Well, seeing it for the first time. What's up? Yeah, I think I was really happy with the way they constructed this level in terms of like a map. And like level design, like it is Shadow Moses from yes. one. Like I replayed one with all you guys, and then I also replayed Twin Snakes, or sorry, played Twin Snakes for the first time. And uh, those games are like I got really familiar with the Shadow of Moses environment this year, and I, I was surprised at how like oh this is exactly like where everything you expect it to be, and it seemed like it's like most of it right isn't it like most of the game's map like if not all of it (laughs) yeah there's there's unfortunately like i was hoping that we were gonna able to explore like b1 Mm. um and like the 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 floor right below not the second floor but the first floor when you have the elevator like um but yeah i was really hoping that you could explore that because i want to see like the the like bathroom area and the like conference room where like we had to trail the uh the agent that was walking funny or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah i wanted to explore that area a lot but it was okay it was all good i mean oh, yeah, dude should... like i'm not complaining like i'm not complaining it was great it was great no i would love to seen like the uh psycho mantis room or something there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that was a lot cool. fight room too yeah oh, hell yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah yeah because we didn't get the armory you know we we just really got uh Everything in the first building that we see to get out of the first building wasn't there, but I think most of the stuff after the fact was. Um, but we got a really good remix of the uh, the blast furnace theme in this as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It was like very like 
It was cool seeing that room. Yeah, yes. it was like very chill. It was a nice little change on it too, and like all the lava was gone and everything. Like a super fucking cool man. So like like it getting looked, the it looked deserted. Oh goddamn! It's great. Getting the disc changing joke right beforehand. <laughs> where like the muscle memory was there it's like oh i'm expecting a call right now and then you actually get it and it's it's autocon actually saying hey you gotta change this so funny amazing so funny it was that scene was very like oh this is so wild because like i was playing it like i was on stream like i'm playing this game via a streaming service called playstation now mm-hmm. on my playstation 5 with my dual sense control like like those were not even thoughts when this game came out and like that was just so cool right to be like yeah like you're playing on ps3 yeah and what they think of next like oh dude like that's so fucking cool so i'll tell you i thought about the ps5 in third grade i knew i was like you know what after the ps3 i think they'll do four maybe five Mm, and six yeah. and then that'll be it that's it that's the six end. is the last one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah was, sure. wasn't six that ad the ps9 wasn't that a thing yeah because yes, oh i was thinking about that in third grade if you want to talk about yeah. our expectations <laughs> no, they're legally you had, obligated you to make that console yeah. now mm-hmm. yeah it's very true, very true. that it's has to be true. the final one it really does it's you should like you should sue them yeah. when they make it yeah. <laughs> um so let's talk about the way it's introduced because similar to uh Nothing really like this I, that I can think of happens in Metal Gear Solid 3, but um, 1 and 2 have their fair share of, like, funny messing with you moments. Um, when the transition happened to get into the area, I got my saving system data thing after the mission briefing, and then, like, the HDMI on my TV, like, actually, like, popped out so I could see the HDMI select, and I was like, did... Omar, you mentioned that, because I'm borrowing your PS3 for this, you mentioned that Metal Gear Solid 4 broke several PS3s of yours. I was yes. worried. I was like, oh, fuck, what just no. happened? Yeah, what that is, is, uh, well, my PS3s broke, I think, because they were original, like, 80 gig, the big PS3s. And uh, like Otacon says in that call, this was an 80 gig, the first, like, sorry, the first dual-layered Blu-ray game, I think, on PS3. Mm-hmm. And I think the drives just weren't ready for it, and it just fried them mm-hmm. for some reason whoa yeah really uh, two at least two ps3s i had like somewhat died after i played some metal gear solid 4 on it holy shit wow so that's wow there's yeah. a copy of it around here that i just don't put into a ps3 anymore damn but, did I you hope... say did you say to that playstation um you it's a bit too early now but your kids are gonna love it <laughs> <laughs> oh man after hearing that man like i hope my specific ps3 that i proxied into is okay on the server rack in the in the ps now server room hope it's okay no because let's pray genuinely like that's the only (laughs) thing that got me right like i feel like when i if i was alive at the time and i saw the hideo thing i would have been like for a split second like what happened to the game you know but like this i genuinely because you told me beforehand i was like fuck (laughs) what happened <laughs> but, no, wait um sorry. what's up wait so like i don't think i saw what you guys are describing something like some hdmi something yeah well, like, yeah mm-hmm. this isn't well i mean it, it it is probably intentional i guess but like it's an accident kind of thing where yeah. um i think the ps3 didn't have an upscale like a it doesn't scale the image before it goes out it like just takes whatever resolution it is so like 
I think this launches like an emulator, like maybe the same like PS1 emulator in the PS3. And it kind of launches out of the game for a second. So it switches the resolution. So your TV knows something is changing. Yeah. I yeah. see. I see. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I checked. I checked. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4 had been running in 720p for me. But yeah. uh, this Metal Gear Solid 1 part was running in 1080p. So, interesting. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which that dream sequence is perfect. Oh, my God. God damn. So Perfect. looking Perfect. back on how we played Metal Gear Solid 1, did you guys infiltrate the same way we did for our MGS1 playthrough? Because I went back through the vent. That's my way I always go. I went up top through the vent. Yeah, I went top vent. Uh, no uh, no weapon for you to find, no um, pistol for you to find, because I went into the truck mm-hmm. being like, all right, yeah. I guess I'll try and waste these dudes, and not there. Um, I also got <laughs> caught by the spotlight. I was trying to get i think the chaff grenades in the center and i did but i believe i could be wrong but i believe the right side of the helipad had like a wall this time which was different i think from the ps1 metal gear solid and i was using that as my exit point couldn't go through so i got caught but uh yeah mostly the same mm-hmm. kevin yeah. you do the same as you did before yeah i did mess around a little bit i did like punch a homie for a little bit there just to like mess around with it but um yeah, I, I went the same way. But like when we go into the actual map, I thought that the because I always went the the first floor, air vent type thing, and like kind of snuck in there. That's what I did in the first game. So I thought that that was blocked off when we got to the actual map, in in uh, in the game, but it wasn't. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was blocked off like with a gate. But but yeah. I always go through that air vent, and um, it was great. It was great. It was weird because, like, I, I don't want to say I already have nostalgia for MGS1 because that sounds weird because I just played it, like, a few months ago. But it, it was a weird feeling, like, going exactly back to MGS1 in that in that starting area, seeing the elevator that you rise up in with the screen, with the logo and everything, like... It was it was really great. It was really great. It's great. Well, I think this game having like its dream sequence be a sequence from an older game is so unique to the genre of or to the medium of video games. Like for a movie to do a flashback, it's just a flashback and it looks it might look like there might be a filter or something, but having you actually like be in control of an older iteration of a game in the series is so amazing and i completely forgot when i played through uncharted 4 with the crash bandicoot demo that they had in that Mm -hmm. game Mm -hmm. i completely forgot about metal gear solid 4 and those two games are really the only instances i can think of there are probably some other ones because i think it's a really great um uh gameplay technique but like it's really the only games i come to think of where it's like all right let's let you control an older version of this series or older version of of a video game Mm -hmm. um as like a a part of the game and that's i just there's no other medium that can do that in that tangible way and i think that definitely makes sense for you to feel nostalgic kevin because like you're actually playing that and you're you're physically interacting with that experience and it's weird yeah it's amazing i i absolutely love it and i love how like it, it it like i love how it makes sense 
for Snake to have dreams that look like that because that's how we know Metal Gear Solid One. You know, oh, yeah, it's great. It's and great. and the uh, transition from pixels to him waking up in the helicopter was <sighs> perfect. I've never seen such an impressive yes. transition in a video game before. That was amazing. I will say another instance of this is uh, Donkey Kong 64. There's a frantic factory <laughs> level, and if you go upstairs into the office, there's an arcade cabinet, and if you do it, you can play OG Donkey Kong on it. It's very difficult, but uh, it, is, it is there. But Very cool. Yeah, we did, we did talk a lot about, um, with Metal Gear Solid 2, right, when they introduce the flashbacks to MGS1, um, not using updated models, right? Like, they, they flash back to showing you like ocelot with no eyes and just like the the ps1 model when they're talking about events of mgs1 and yeah i i think you nailed the jack because and kevin also with what you said about like that's how us as players know that game and like that's what snake went through because i think metal gear solid so far has been not shying away well maybe this game specifically with some of the flashbacks of like their world just exists the way that it's gone you know like they don't try to touch it up it's like no that's how that looks because that's how that happened um and i can't really think of again many other games that do stuff like that like i I can't think of any long-running series that when we flash back to something it's what it looked like even if it's not being played but I just wanted to bring it up in two because they do introduce that sort of reverence for their own history in two with the the visual translation there. But um, yeah, I, I it's think- a it's a really iconic look. All those character models and stuff, and yeah. I'm always happy that they use use those ones rather than like Twin Snakes. Like, uh, yeah. it's, it's still part of the reason why I really don't want to know your solid remake. Is I think like, hey, that that game was the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I agree. Like, I remember a lot in our MGS1 playthrough, Omar, you were talking about just how much you love how the visuals look. Because, like, I, I'm with you. I think that Metal Gear Solid 1 does look good. Like, no shit, it's not realistic, right? Like, that was the choice they made. And I think it did age well in terms of just maintaining that iconic look and the expression and everything. It just it holds up in a really great way, I think. So. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think following up that uh, really cool dream sequence, uh, going through the snow, you're kind of just blinded by the snowstorm that is a, a joke when you turn night vision on. Um, yeah, true. I think the other thing, honestly, that really makes it hit for that nostalgic feel that you were saying, Kevin, is like, before we even see uh, the arms tech base, we are walking up that hill past the gecko when we pass the gecko they cue the beginning of the best is yet to come again which to my knowledge hasn't been used since mgs1 unless i'm forgetting something um and with mgs4 well like we, we all like the music i think like we like i think we were all pretty positive on the old snake theme but it well snake eater exists so like in the first three games there is that really strong like vocal track right and in 12 hours so far of playing mgs4 there hasn't been something like that so i do think being hit with that reminding us of just how 
integral a lot of the music was to MGS1 before we see the place really like sets that up in a great way because I think in a lot of cases with remasters which I'm bringing up because this is kind of like a remake sort of of this level at least like I really love that the Spyro trilogy did this where you can play it with the way it exists now for that remake they did a reorchestration of the music too but they also give you the original tracks just like sort of remastered but it is the exact same sound and i think that goes a long way um with those feelings of nostalgia because music i think hits and persists way more than any type of visuals so introducing with that i really really like yeah and having the the song play as you like approach the helicopter um or the helipad i just love how that and just the whole tone of this feels so sad um and it's almost like the antithesis to returning to the millennium falcon like han solo and chewie returning to that because it's such a it's it's a moment of uh like returning to something good and something that makes you you know feel good and snake is returning to this place where he learned that he's gonna die um and just like had all these like traumatic memories and now he's returning as a a dying man and you as the player is like oh i i remember this this is like i loved playing here as a game but the the tone of it all um with the context of the game is just so bittersweet in a way and you get all these like flashbacks on the helipad or like near the elevator um it just it's like all right this is just one last ride and it's like revisiting this place and then off to die it's so sad and I, i just really love the tone in this act but throughout the whole game it's just there's a ticking snakes a ticking time bomb and i really like that approach yeah i, I i'm with you yeah i love it so love it. and then yeah no and then like of course the like vo callbacks that we get multiple times through this whole section is like it's too good too good too good it's too much too much that was that must be re-recorded right that was my some question, of it yeah. is so but I don't think all of it is. Or okay, there's one very obvious recording. Right. But yeah, with it's like maybe uh yeah, and Naomi, I think. Yeah, when but, right. uh, when the Naomi line happened towards the end of like the callback when it was her talking about everything from MGS one, that's I wrote down, I was like, Okay, wait, so are they using the clips from Twin Snakes for this? Or is it just hers? Because like some of the stuff of Snake on the Helipad sounded right. like Snake on the Helipad, but like Yeah. Maybe it sounds like that in Twin Snakes, but I know there's a big difference between even David Hayter's performance in those two games. Maybe, like honestly, the the biggest like hearing uh, Master Miller, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. was like that guy sounds exactly like I think he did in the PS One game. Yeah. If I'm wrong, whoops, but that had to be the same recording, I think. But I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I was gonna say too on the on the song part. Was that the first instance of like that Red Dead moment? Like, mm. was it that? Probably. That's a good point. That's really pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. 2008. Yeah. 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 I will say I similar to the first time I played Red Dead one, I messed up this moment and like, or it, it bugged out and Red Dead, uh, the music bugged out for me. So I didn't even get it, <laughs> which oh, was yeah. unfortunate. Uh, I think I crossed the, crossed the section at the wrong time. But, uh, in this one, I think the music started playing for like 20 seconds, then I went into that vent, <laughs> and then it <laughs> cut out. I was like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I, I let me stay around for a little bit. And then a nice E3 slow pan, slow walk down the mountain, you know, just looking at 
the facility. Yeah, it is crazy. The... Sorry, go no, sorry, go ahead. Did you guys get the overhead trophy? No, I don't so think no, no. If, they were saying you're... that I yeah yeah. If, I, if I didn't know how helipad, to. I didn't know how to do it. You just like tilt the camera up so that like the camera's facing like on top of Snake's head, and he'll he'll comment and be like overhead view. Now you're talking, and then afterward he goes, nice. ah yeah, overhead view. <laughs> it's really. <cool. laughs> I did notice um, when we were in Otacon's office, like during the cutscene though, like when Snake was like, I'm gonna have a look around, and then he like walked past the the cubicle. It it looked exactly like the exact same framing of the camera angle from the Frankie Yeager yeah. fight. That's the one that stood the, out to me, but the like horizontal, like from a wide, yeah, like from the back of the room, yeah, yeah. I did, I did notice that too. Yeah. But another thing I like too, just the way this translated to 3D is like, it just, it was that muscle memory, right? Of like, I know exactly where some items will be uh, when we get into the weapon storage room. Uh, there's the ration. If you go left, not go down the ramp. You go to the left, and there's the walkway. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, Kevin, does your hatred of the backtracking in MDS1, does it make up for it now that you know exactly where you have to go? I'd like to make an official announcement. Uh, I did it on stream. I'll I'll do it here. Um, I'd like to revoke all critical comments I had about Metal Gear Solid 1 <laughs> besides the gameplay. The, the gameplay as a whole doesn't age well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that on there. Everything else, I'm going to have to retract. Metal Gear Solid 1 is perfect. I'm sorry. Thank I you. like to apologize for all the shit I talked about. It it was uncalled for. Mm-hmm. I was being a dumbass gamer boy, mm-hmm. you know. So, thank you. There we are. There we are. Um, completely so, wrong. <laughs> just in general about Shadow Moses, they do throw a little twists at you, right? Um, there's some things you expect to happen that don't happen. I tried the elevator immediately in that warhead room because I was like, ah, oh, I gotta go downstairs. I just gotta see what that is. I don't want to go forward. Um, and it was locked out. Uh, Kevin, I saw again on your stream the uh, the minefield incident. Yo, I was like, oh, the PTSD. Like, okay, guys, like, where's my detector? Okay, let's let's like go through this very calmly. Uh, but I got scared in another way in mm-hmm. the section, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Which is very, very like ah. I guess this makes a lot more sense for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's um one thing with that elevator or elevators in general in the section where uh. I think in Metal Gear Solid 1, you press the elevator button, it takes a while for the elevator to get there. Mm-hmm. But if you press it twice, it gets there instantly. Oh, really? Wow. And that's the same in this one. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Crazy. This is where you need. Huh. I like, wish I knew that. God damn. I did not know that. I did not know that. Huh. Yeah, I think it's something I learned during like Twin Snakes playthrough on the channel. But like, yeah. Very cool. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I was in the Blast Furnace area. I was... Because we in MGS one we go on the elevator on the right side of the room, right? In the blast furnace area. Yeah. Yeah. So I went there and it was locked out, and I was like, "Shit!" And then I saw there was a, like a lit up oh, wall right. on the other yeah. side. I was like, "That's probably where I have to be." And the little um, ball droids spotted me on the way over, and there was the just dwarf a swarm gecko. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no problem. That that is actually the one of the few things about this act that I really dislike. Um, I didn't like how the game doesn't give you enough chaff grenades to mess with them and effectively take them out and at a certain point i was like well i guess like i wanted to explore mm-hmm. the level right and exactly. the way to do that was like i guess i gotta destroy all these things and my stress level was at 100 i'm losing health just because i'm so stressed and mowing these high. things down 
Yeah, combat high. Combat and high. Yeah. I I wish it was either no enemies in the first few sections um at all or it was just go for it let's just do a recreation of metal gear solid one with guards Mm -hmm. um because the the ball droids maybe i didn't figure out an effective way to take them out but i really wanted to explore the level because it was part of that nostalgia for me and the most effective way for me to do that was to destroy all these things and it took kind of a long time and it was annoying and i don't think it was fun gameplay personally so that cheapened it a little bit um so yeah that's i I, it was for me it was either have no enemies to make that a little bit easier or just replicate the enemies from metal gear solid one i wouldn't i would have appreciated that 100 percent agree i think the ball droids were 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 not the move um yeah because because it's really like established that there's been someone that's been making multiple trips here you know to the island on a pretty you know regular basis so i'll let's just put liquid's henchmen or whatever you know let's let's put them in have them the exact same count of enemies they're doing the same routing you know trails i think that would have been super great yeah i wish we had that but i guess it's it is still cool to like have like this new enemy that is infecting this old sacred place that I find really cool as well. So either way it works, I just didn't like the combat with the ball droids. I thought it was just like really distracting and just not what I wanted to do. Like I want to explore this. Like I wish we were able to use that right side elevator. Cause I want to see, I wanted to see the like elevators going down and like, I really wanted to go there and, and see, um, I, I don't know how much of Vulcan Raven is left there because you know those birds were kind of kind of went to town on him. So um, the the also just seeing the birds in the blast furnace room as well was so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh good times, good stuff, good stuff. I agree. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you guys. Like the the dwarf geckos weren't my favorite part here. I did use the chaff grenade that I got on the landing pad. Um, after I went through the vents and I dropped down into that first area, I got alerted, so I just threw the chaff grenade and sprinted through to the minefield, so I didn't really get to explore that room at all, which was a bummer. But the uses that I really like for them here is, again, talking about how this is, like, old, decrepit building that's falling apart, and they don't, like, like, there's the joke, I think, in one of those, uh, outdoor storage rooms in the first like uh landing pad area if you walk into it like snake looks up at the security camera and then it like falls down and he's like that was a problem before or something like that but i do like that in that area before we get to like rex's hangar also there and in other areas here too the dwarf geckos that are planted on the wall are just acting as like security cameras i would have preferred if it was just that honestly and if we they got spotted they summon a a normal gecko because that's that i think would incentivize exploration better because i did want to see more of the area uh even if there wasn't a lot there but um i as a concept of the dwarf gecko is just being the modern day version of the security cameras like for the ones on the walls i do really like because it is showing just how far that world's tech has come i think What's the way to even, like, take them out? Like, is there a good... Like, can you stealth them at all? 
Like, like, I tried to like use a suppressor on them, but they alert all what of them. What I found, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened for me. Like, I would destroy one stealthily, and then literally like hundreds more <laughs> would pop out and be like, "What just happened?" And then at that yeah. point, it's like, "Well, I guess I have to fight them all." So, um, I chaff grenades t completely like renders them useless, but the game only gives you, I think, like the four that you find, and you can't buy any from Drebin afterwards so i think you have to be like strategic with how many you actually use and what, where you use them since i had very limited chaff grenades um and i had to, and i guess i haven't id unlocked them yet i i guess i haven't done that yet i i know that that's like a really quick thing i just didn't do i did the patent and patented hit them with the ak you know mm -hmm. as we do as we do so that's that's how they went down Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't find a good way to do it either. I I, try, I did what you did, Omar. I tried using the suppressor, and it just screwed me, basically. So, um, yeah. Overall, though, getting through this this first chunk, I thought was nice. Uh, I th I think before we go outside, uh, we do go back down through the the Frank Yeager floor, uh, with the hallway, and there is the the electri electrified floor area. There's a couple jokes about that, but did you guys remember the code for entering in in the? Um, yeah, you did. Okay, because I got a phone call when Otacon was telling me what it was, and I just, like it was a spam call. I didn't answer it, but like I was like, okay, I think he said like four eight two zero three or something like that. Four eight two seven three. It's two seven three. Yeah, <laughs> I got one number wrong. Yeah, four eight two. Yeah, I wrote it down, which I love because I was writing down a lot of things that they were telling me in the original game too. Mm -hmm. So I felt like this part was kind of like trying to recreate that in a way too, where like mm -hmm. I know that seems kind of far fetched, but like I don't know, just the way that they would spit something at you that you're gonna have to remember later on. Mm -hmm. I know in the original game, I was just writing stuff down um, for later use, so. Mm -hmm that definitely came in handy like i definitely did the same technique of like writing it down so yeah it worked out it's right. funny if you get it wrong there's a pretty uh fun moment between snake and Otacon where um because he's constantly joking of like oh make sure you remember this you're going senile meanwhile Otacon forgets it too right but like <laughs> um i got one number wrong and then uh it says like access or something and Otacon's just like in the the most saddest way boss was like snake your memory <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Otacon tries to think of it he enters the right thing in and then he was like again it was one number off and snake was like no i i i, I remembered it just now <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not seeing how yet like uh it, it was fun but did uh his sight gauge decrease yeah, when he forgot it it did that's funny so, after this whole sequence, we get our next B&B &B fight uh, outside where you once again are teased with a sound cue. We go to the Sniper Wolf area, we hear a wolf howl, and uh, boss fight time. Crying Wolf sucks again. Kinda, I, I hate Kind of sucks. I really kinda hate sucks. the B&B &B unit so much. Kind of sucks. Yeah, it, it's like, I don't... Like, because uh, what they're inspired by is so good, mm -hmm. but then when they actually try to replicate, it like sucks. 
wait, I'm trying to remember this one's backstory. I forgot. I think Drebin even makes like a little joke, like, oh, like sit down and get ready to hear this backstory yeah. about this boss. <laughs> so it's like y'all know what's bad. Mm-hmm. Like y'all know what's bad. No. And you're still doing it. That's wild to me. Yeah, because like, like it, that's crazy. <laughs> they're treated like ghost stories. <laughs> I'm like, what stories. the? F-? Like, bro. <laughs> the direct thing oh. Drevin says after the fight ends, he's like, "Time for another bedtime story," and it's like, "Fucking yeah, yeah dude!" Because these are putting me to sleep. This is boring as hell. <laughs> like, let me just hell go yeah. on. Um, but I, Kevin. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I was just gonna put out this, but like, I feel like I always thought Metal Gear Solid like had the greatest boss fights in games yeah. but on this whole long play club it was just the first one <laughs> it's literally just the first one fights, sure yeah. is. <laughs> it's literally the first one yeah and it's literally just the first one and yeah Batman. <laughs> yeah because specifically here too because i liked the sniper wolf fight in one i really do i know i was the dissenter on that week but i really enjoy that fight and emotionally kevin for sure but also for like just this feelings of like doing this sniper fight it's exactly what you said of like oh it's they're trying to do it and it's not hitting it's like the entire time was just like reminding me of how much i love metal gear solid one because it was like yeah this is like a thing you know there's all these frogs um sniping and you gotta just run around this area like it didn't feel like a sniper fight, which is, I think, it, what they wanted it to go for. Like, the first game, you're planted down, you're having to be a sniper. This is, like, I ended up using a grenade launcher for the entire fight. <laughs> I, no, I I thought it would be, too. Yeah. Like, I thought, like, they were going to do that, but, like, it definitely wasn't. Like, I mean, I, at least I didn't treat it like that. I would climb up the tower, right, use my night vision goggles, spot her, and then I had a LMG, which, by the way, happy to report, happy to report, snake also screams in this game when you're spraying an lmg not as good as mgs3 i will give mgs3 that little medal i think they have the definitive david Hayter, you know lmg scream mm-hmm. but um yeah that's what i was doing like i was just spraying this like giant weird wolf metal thing yeah i don't know yeah it it it, it wasn't great yeah it wasn't great I think, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wish it was, um, because I think they, they, I think, like, because it was like, man, I, I, I would love to do a sniper fight with these controls, the way this game feels. Like, that is what I'm talking about. Like, like that would make it great, you know? The only thing that made that sniper fight in the first game bad was because there w- how am I supposed to aim with a PS1 controller? Like, like that's not happening, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Well, if you did That's play the, it on the PS3, you could have used analog. But you're right. You're right. You're right. True. You're the, right. the context of the sniper wolf fight in MGS1 is great. It's just like what Kevin said. It comes down to the controls, and it doesn't control well, mm-hmm. really, at all these days. Um, but even with the controls, I feel like there's a lot of stuff, particularly with the boss fights, um, like gameplay mechanics that just completely break the game. Like... The first um, beast just turn, turning on night vision just completely breaks that boss fight. Yeah. Second boss fight with the raven is just sort of not too difficult at all. I sort of cheese through that in a lot of ways. And then this boss fight, immediately I was like, oh, the cutscene showed uh, Crying Wolf looking at Snake's head with like her thermal goggles. So I put on my like the mask, the face mask, um, because when you turn on your night vision goggles, you don't see your head reflected. But oh turns God. out... 
that doesn't do anything because oh, she'll just oh, damn. <laughs> she'll just smell you downwind, which is like how yeah. she figures you out. And yeah, it's 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 really boring. Uh, unfortunately, I think Omar is definitely right. Metal Gear Solid One's the only uh, game in the series that has any real good boss fights, maybe a couple in um, two and three. But yeah, overall, we like the theory, I, 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 right? Like, yeah, like the theory, like there's yeah. There's a few yeah. here and there, but definitely ultimately MGS1. Yeah, MGS1 overall has the best boss fights. I don't think MGS4, so far at least, has any good boss fights, in my personal opinion. Um, and this is definitely in that c- category, unfortunately. I feel like this one is pretty close to being a good fight, though. Yeah. Like, if they change some stuff, like... Because, honestly, every time the the Crying Wolf, like, came at me randomly, like... uh just like I think I had these cases where I I think they, they didn't see me for a while, and then uh, it just jumped with this like cutscene, and those would always get me. I thought that was freaky. Yeah, but uh, and, and I like I like this big snowfield, but I I guess like the having the frog troopers there just kind of makes it all kind of lame. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know because I did go for the tower right because I was like okay I can put myself in sniper wolf's shoes and just be like picking off this mechanical wolf but again that was good for like two three shots and then she just hit herself and i couldn't find her on the tower anymore like i'm with you omar i think in a lot of ways it's very close like this could have been i think the best fight or one of the best so far and as i played through the fight i was like okay it's not it's not the best um I did, out of pride, uh, finish with a sniper shot when she was, like, peeking out, because I just wanted to do that. Um, And then, again, the beauty version, kind of a joke. (laughs) Um, Omar, I would like to hear your best attempt at this. Do you remember anything about her backstory? (laughs) Oh my god, do I? I wrote it down this week. Wait, hold on. I think I can con it's 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 not that deep. It's not six feet deep, it's like three feet. I think I can conjure it up if you give me like Oh shit. I might have um, to might have to pass on this. Oh I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I got it. I got it, I remember. Okay, so um again, not sure why these ladies are always these ladies are always being hunted by sh- uh hunted by soldiers, but they oh wait no. Wasn't it like they were in a war zone? And they were needing to escape. He was, she was with her little brother who was a baby. And then, uh, in a very fucked up way, uh, the baby started crying when they were hiding. So then she, I guess, intentionally wants to quiet the baby from crying, but then kills it. Mm-hmm. Him, him, I should say. Um, that's come on, Kev. Uh, kills him uh, accidentally, I guess. And then she goes. Oh wait. We go from that to her killing every child in the in the in the in the um town or something. I forgot yeah. that part, but yeah. That's, so yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, I she she went to a refugee camp after that, and then that's where gotcha. she was uh, murdering all these babies. Yeah, yeah, so. that's um. That's a, that, that's pretty fucked up. And like, it's pretty I, fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. I love how like as the player and as Snake, Drebin's telling like these ghost stories essentially, and then afterwards, Snake and the player is just like, 
okay can i go can i go play the game now and he's like yeah uh, i guess yeah sure now you know I don't, though i don't it's understand. like all right <laughs> i i like i said before i feel like it's like the game is trying to make the player feel bad for killing potentially these people who have suffered so much in their life but <laughs> like it it doesn't hit it's not hit really at all i mean and I just it's don't a know lot what... of tell done show so it's just silly i mean i guess i could feel a little bit bad for her for you know unintentionally killing her baby brother like yeah i mean i i've never been in a situation where i have to silence a baby and there's people outside that want to kill us both right um so i don't know right i you, guess you that could be a <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately have not. I, I that, well, that that has not been in my timeline yet, you know. Maybe an alternate one, I don't know. But like I guess I could feel bad if like that was a true accident, right? But I don't know how I can feel empathetic for someone that then goes and kills a and just does that a thousand times over. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm like, am I supposed to feel empathy for her? Like she sounds like a very horrible human. Yeah, <laughs> she sounds like very very horrible. They're yeah. trying so hard, I think, like, even the music jack, and, like, they're really relying on that memory of Sniper Wolf. But, again, that whole time, it's just, like, this is just making me think, like, Sniper Wolf is just such a better character, and, like, they do even less to tee her up. But, like, her death in one, I think, is still really sad. And there it still hits with, like, Otacon and everything there, but, like, even relying on that, I was like, this chick fucking sucks. Like she, like I don't care about her backstory. The wolf came up and like nudged her and like put her on her back. It's like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Just let me go. I don't care. This is stupid. And yeah, more right. so than the other B and Bs, this is the one that I was like, okay, no, I, not at all. I have nothing, no feelings here. Yeah, I like almost would have loved like if we could pick up like sniper wolf sniper. Or something like that, you know, like if it was left on her body or whatever, you know, and her body's decayed or something like that after nine years being away from Shadow Moses or so, or or something like that. Or I don't know. Like I think Alakon says something brief about Cyberwolf that's supposed to call back to that, you know. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this one wasn't it. Yeah. That wolf is definitely her. That wolf was definitely her. Yeah, yeah. I know that. That's definitely yeah. Totally right. Yeah, that was pretty much like told very clearly <laughs> that, yeah, yeah like this is this is sniper wolf yeah. I, I i do like that um similar to mgs1 though the uh the wolves had the little heart emojis above their heads when snake was around uh they did i did yeah. I, I didn't notice that mm -hmm. oh was, man yeah uh I, it's i like, noticed the yeah. mice sorry go ahead it was like the I, little ones that float up that uh mm. after the after i think when the wolf is taking her you see it and then also when you're roaming around there's the wolves will just come up to you and they got the little hearts mm. Mm. i noticed the mice when you're first going into the base mm -hmm. uh they have the exclamation they run away just like in the first game mm -hmm. um also do we touch on like i mean i guess we kind of did but like otacon saying like oh like this is where we first met like this room and the whole frank Jaeger cyborg ninja fight and everything mm -hmm. The one thing I want to say about that room is that I love that it wasn't like it didn't look super like messed up in the original game after the fight. But then going back through Cyber Moses and seeing all the destruction that Snake caused, like it really adds to like how intense 
those fights were meant to be portrayed like in the original game you know what i'm saying like i think that adds like a very good context like seeing the seeing like the and them explaining like oh why that uh remote controlled rocket that you had to hit the um board in the back to de electrify the platform in the first game like why it wasn't that big of an explosion because they had to fit so much technology for it to even be a guided missile mm -hmm. that they didn't have room for a lot of explosives so it wasn't that big of an explosion just like little stuff like that that like i love the way they were able to add context to the fights that were meant to be taken like super intensely and obviously did a lot of damage that just they weren't able to show on ps1 like so yeah. cool and I loved it. one of the coolest parts of like re-exploring shadow moses is the fact that like no one has touched this facility since like yeah. metal gear solid one happened and then it was completely deserted after that point so, so walking cool. through the hallway that gray fox like murdered all the that's those soldiers like everything there is still the same and it's just this whole facility has been untouched since the events of metal gear solid one it's awesome it's really cool it's awesome man. one thing i want to mention about that gray fox room because i think we forgot but uh i think uh snake is looking at that section that that little part where Otacon peed his pants mm -hmm. and getting the flashbacks <laughs> yeah. and uh, i think Otacon said something like i hope you aren't remembering anything too embarrassing or <laughs> something along those lines and snake is Snake is basically laughing, thinking about Otacon peeing himself, I think. Yeah. At this yeah. point, it is, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, good and just, yeah, and when they add the, like, audio, when they add the VO bits from the first game, like, I thought it was f fucking great. I thought it was great. I, I really love this section, for real. Do you think the, because it sounds like the, the callbacks here, at least, uh, are hitting for everybody. Do we think the like the constant VO and I feel like we only have like two mash X's here, maybe three, but like do you think that those callbacks would be more impactful if they weren't throughout the rest of the game? But because I mean, like it already worked for us, so like I don't know if it could have been amplified anymore. But I mean. I personally don't think so because, like, I really like I I tossed out like, oh, it'd be crazy if we went back to Shadow Moses, like, as almost low key a joke mm -hmm. to be completely honest. Like, so I don't think it would it meant any less hearing the, um, like, uh, hearing um, you know, uh, when um, uh, when the oh my god, when the corporal like you know goes into that crazy mgs2 vo where he's talking about the like crop circles and everything and like being abducted mm -hmm. like that whole thing was like the first one of like oh shit like that was definitely like a similar vein of like what what we had in this act in terms of vo flashbacks that are very memorable um but no like i don't think it was lessened because there were sprinkled around uh the game like because i wasn't even thinking that we would ever go back to shadow moses you know that wasn't even on my radar like to be completely honest like i said it i said that as a joke in the same way like the the liquid arm thing was honestly a joke so crazy crazy but yeah no i don't think it's way less because it's been spring around but jack do you think less or omar do you think there's a difference like no i i feel like the mash x to view flashback thing um essentially takes the place of uh the l1 or r1 from Metal Gear Solid 3 in a way. Um, 
But honestly, I I liked that throughout the game. I sort of enjoyed the game referencing its history in the series. And it is optional at the end of the day, but I do I do like that cuz it is it's a way of Snake uh thinking about the past and they always like what you guys have said, they always use images from the game, the the uh older games um during those sequences, so yeah. I I appreciate it and I don't think it cheapens or lessens any of the emotional nostalgic moments um of this act really at all. Yeah. I I uh, also oh, go ahead Omar. I'm honestly not the biggest fan of these the callbacks in this act. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it's a lot of like remember this and I don't it feels like the way this game is constructed is to give you moments like this. Mm. Which is fine, that's what this game is at this point. I'm not surprised. But like honestly, like I think I would rather if this whole thing didn't happen. But like like the the wild thing is that like I because I did I mean Omar, I mean like, you know, over the course of a day, I probably think about you maybe like at least at least four times, you know, just like oh damn Thank Omar, you. what 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 a guy. You know same with you, Kevin. Always thinking about you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. No problem. Always on the mind. Always on the mind. But like I was thinking a lot about because like that's what kind of like obviously I was alluding to, like going into this, like I think this is where we're gonna have disagreements and like I see where you're coming from, Omar. Like I I always saw it, but as this game progresses, like I see it more and more now. Why someone might not like these flashbacks in this game? Because like it's almost like in a way, it's like okay, um, like what could what could Snake have done that could have been fresh and new and different and like more um, like challenging more like like what 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 could have been more interesting for an older version of snake to deal with as opposed to going back to his past which i think one could take away like oh that that, that's almost like the easy way to like love this game right like just off of nostalgia and like the way this game like definitely is you know rooted in nostalgia right i i was thinking about that a lot a lot last night and like why i ultimately think that this game still works for me so powerfully is because there are still like there was still plenty of fresh new things in this game up to this point even though Emily of course this this whole act there's almost like there there is original things in this act but it is of course rooted in a ton of nostalgia that like is a lot better for someone that has played MGS1 as opposed to someone that you know for some reason hasn't and is playing this game right and like then it, I mean, then that whole conversation, you know, goes into like, well, aren't you expected to play through MGS one, two, and three before four? Isn't that kind of the intent? There is that as well, right? Is it fair to ask a player of that? You know, I think that's perhaps up for debate, right? But um, I think ultimately, like, I get what you're saying, where it's like, it does feel like very fan servicey, right? And like, it it is in a way the, you know episode seven where i know a lot of people um and completely valid like did not like episode seven because it was so much like a piece of star wars movie that we rehabbed before with a new hope right and there's so many cues that call back to that um but i think just the prospect of like this game has given me snake in a very modern setting 
doing something very different than what he's usually doing. This game made me do a stealth mission in the middle of a of a very active battlefield. I thought that was very interesting. And like, I feel like we've seen so many new things that like, I was okay with going back to the Shadow Moses and like going back to that and exploring that, right? But I definitely feel what you're saying though, Omar. I like honestly do after this, like the first episode, I was like, uh, like, I don't know. Like maybe it's because he's played it before and like I could totally see that, right? But now I think I fully and not that I was saying your point was invalid at all, but like now I see more of the validity of, of your point for sure. Yeah. Uh, Omar is 100% right in the fact that yeah. this game was constructed to, um, you know, evoke nostalgia. Like, Hideo Kojima wasn't making this game and, be, and being like, oh, we should also go back to Shadow Moses. He was like, we should go back to Shadow Moses. How do we do that in the story? That's how these things are told. Um, so that's completely true. And I 100% um, respect that because uh, that's just like a factual thing. Uh, but for me, I feel like. And this game is just so fanservice-y, it's not even funny. But for me, it works because in the same way that, it, for me at least, it works in uh, The Force Awakens, I feel like this game respects the history and treats the franchise with such reverence. Um, and I feel like an example of fanservice not working because it's very cheap is Solo, which I've talked about, where it's like, what's Han Solo's last name? Or where did he get his gun? It's like, we don't need to know this, and... These are just ways to break the fourth wall in a way. But like returning to the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo saying like this, we're Chewie, we're home, right? It's it's treating the past with reverence and also makes sense for the story that they're telling. Um, and even though this game was constructed to bring us back to Shadow Moses, I think having Rex being there and being before the system and SOP makes sense in a good enough way for the game to justify returning to Shadow Moses. Um, and for me personally, like, I think fan service can work when done correctly. And for me, I think this game utilizes fan service in a really good way. Um, it also makes sense for the story that they're telling, even though it was totally like, we need to get to Shadow Moses because it'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, but I think they nailed it at the end of the day. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think, like, the reason I asked about the uh, the flashbacks throughout the rest of the game is because I honestly, playing through this, I I didn't really have a problem with the callbacks here, but like I think it's because they've been doing callbacks the entire game. Because I, I asked if it would be like less impactful because like honestly, I feel like if you cut out all the other callbacks with like the press X's throughout the rest of the game, I would have hated this. Like, because it's just all of a sudden, it's like, I get it. I'm already here. You know, like, I, I do think mm. peppering it throughout the game so far, it's like, I'm just used to this. I'm expecting this. Um, but yeah, Jack, I think your justification for it, too, of like, it makes sense that Rex would be before the SOP, so like, we can get here. Yes. I'm cool with that. But I do think that, like, it's what you said of, like, they just were sitting around a table and they were like wouldn't it be cool if we just like went there again and then they just did it because like it has i think kevin brought this up of just like uh something about like seeing snake here again of like there's really no character reason for snake to be here again like he's not 
confronting anything I, like the supporting cast kind of is like Otacon is to a degree and naomi is but like snake kind of made his peace with shadow moses you know and like for him being the driving force like it, it feels like there is more interesting things you could do where you could probably have gone in a different place uh clearly rex is not the only version of metal gear that is uh workable without the SOPs. like uh ocelot liquid was driving metal gear ray you know like we could have gone to the remnants of uh the big shell or something so like i do think there it was a nostalgia play uh if it wasn't in there, I don't think the game would really lose anything narratively. Uh, yeah. But the the reasons they gave for being there because of Rex was enough for me to be cool with it. And plus, I did really like seeing the reconstruction. I do think that's just a cool thing because I haven't played Twin Snakes, but uh, I think Shadow Moses is, again, part of what makes MDS1 so iconic. So seeing that fully realized with 3D and having the same vents like everywhere and all the little things like that where i know that game well enough to try and find cool things here was enough for me but it is absolutely nostalgia and i'm curious like i think there's a world where the game could be better off if we didn't do shadow moses again um i still liked it but yeah yeah like there was one thing too that like i'm gonna ask myself this question like after i beat I'm just for and I'm going to be very interested in like the answer to this question and I think it's either going to really tell and ring true like if Omar has been spitting the facts here right and that is that is when I walk away from this game is the most memorable thing about this game going to be Shadow Moses and if that is a yes I think that might lend itself more to Omar's point of view being a little bit more of the um, of the way that I might feel where where it's like I loved MGS4. I'm loving it right now. I think it's great. I've thought it was great this whole entire time, right? But is am I going to think back to doing a stealth mission in a battlefield and that working and that being like a new fresh thing that MGS4 brought, at least that I feel like? Or am I going to remember MGS4 because of how incredible it was to go through Shadow Moses again and like see the see the after effects of this island that I haven't been to in nine years, et cetera, right? Like, I think the answer to that question is really going to be interesting, you know? And, like, I think I'm going to wait to actually answer that. Like, I'm going to give myself a few weeks or so just to really kind of let it set in. Like, maybe at the end of the series. You know what? I'm going to write that down. What is the most memorable part of MGS4 when when we do the last episode, you know? I'm going to write that. But yeah, I'm really interested to hear that answer. Well, I appreciate that everyone here gets me. And I don't have yes. to argue. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Because uh, I know it was a little bit, com- like, not like combative, but like, I definitely didn't fully see the scope of what you were trying to say. Uh, I think it was like at the end of the first episode. I think it was that like you were like, I can't believe we're fighting Liquid and Ocelot again. Like it's not Ocelot. I think that was it. Or maybe it was something after that. I forgot which one. But it was early on and i was like okay interesting but now i see no i mean to be honest like, i mean i feel conflicted half the time as well because like i uh, you know i'll jump to this real quick but like yeah i'm a 
I'm a small, I'm a little boy, and that Rex versus Ray fight is still fucking awesome, yeah. <laughs> even oh, if it's so yeah, stupid. It like, it's oh, hell cool, yeah, it is. but like, hell yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a it, so much of this game. I feel like is really executed super well, and like you know the direction, like action front, and always makes me happy in that in that sense. But then when I remember how we get to some specific places, I'm like, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting game for sure so why don't we talk about the vamp fight because that is pretty much right after uh a couple extra rooms of exploring the base um the vamp fight i'll lead with this is this better than the vamp fight in two no no absolutely no. not no. Oh, okay no 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 okay. sorry christian yeah no i'm sorry do you think it is i think it's more engaging more engaging. Uh, I thought this fight could suck to be. I honest. mean, engaging like, in a way that like, uh, like how do you engage with him? Like how do you grab this man again? How do you grab him just? You, I don't know. Did oh you see that God. Google post I put, I posted? In here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. because I literally like did the same thing. Like I was like doing that. Yeah. And, like died once. I was like, all right, fuck this. Uh, yeah. What happened to your chat? Oh my God! Chat was like, Kev, I think you have to grab him when he's at zero health, but you have to have the syringe equipped, which I did not have equipped, and then you have to also make sure th this was in previous games. I just forgot this point. You gotta not have a weapon equipped to be able to effectively grab him. I think that's also a part of it too. So it was the amalgamation of like remembering all of that. I haven't grabbed the man. Pause. I haven't grabbed the man in MGS4 since like. I don't think I ever grabbed anyone in MGS4 yet, ever, up to this point. It was never asked of me at all. Um, so, yeah, I thought that, yeah. Because at first I was like, man, are we really going to have to, like, run him down? Like, it says, like, a multi-tier fight where he's going to be giving me different, like, enemy moves after every wave I bring him down. Like, I thought it was something like that. But then it was, like, five minutes. I'm like, you know, guys, I don't think, I don't think I'm making progress here. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing anything to this man. Um, so yeah. And also this was, they highlight one thing here that I didn't highlight when they first said this, I think Naomi said it in the fight, no, in the conversation in South America, when they're at their lab type thing, before you fight the first, uh, BB, um, the like, yeah, that, that whole conversation, uh, that vamp isn't anything special. Like he just has nail machines that like heals him very quickly. I thought that was kind of like. It was that felt like metachlorians, where it's like I kind of <laughs> wish it was more mystical. Yeah, like I kind of wish it wasn't like oh he just has this technology and like there you go. He's ex I wish it was. I don't know how that makes sense, but I almost wish he was just a vampire, just randomly. Like I don't know. Like I thought that would have been maybe maybe that would have made way less sense for sure, yeah. and like would have been probably way more bothersome, but. I mean, it only mentions that the nano machines amplify his natural healing ability. I don't know if she was talking about like just like a normal human how they heal across mm -hmm. time, but like to me, it came because he still's got like the sharp teeth and the long tongue and everything. So like, I, you know, damn. So is he really a vampire? He he licks blood all the time, unless he's just a he freak. does lick blood. He, he kind of tongue a vampire essentially. Yeah. And that tongue be looking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think he saw Twilight and was like, <laughs> yeah. "I'm gonna mm. be this guy." Like that's mm. it. 
Uh, I want to point out, I think you saying Anna machines are like midichlorians is so funny because I think they totally are. (laughs) I mean, it's like, I just wish that, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, sometimes I just kind of want a vampire in the game. Why not? Let's just, let's just make him be a vampire. Why not? You know? But yeah. I think they get used to explain like almost a lot. Yeah, yeah they, like a lot, a lot, and it's like, well, okay, all right, um, you know, yeah. So, yeah, th- that's what I thought. I just forgot to bring up that previous podcast. Um, I also love when we see the uh, well, not love because it's kind of sad, but where uh, where Frank Yeager unfortunately got hit up against the wall. Like you kind of see that on that wall in that room i love when um we have the mark three and snake i think no ryan's not here yet but um when we have a uh, snake and the mark three like going up the elevator it, it, in the same vein that rex did in the first game mm-hmm. rising up that elevator shaft like I thought that was super cool but yeah ryan yeah i see, see ryan that? I meant to say Raiden. I don't know if I said that oh. a little bit too fast, but oh, no, I, I should have caught sorry. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I thought like I'm like, wait, was Raiden? He he doesn't. He's not there quite yet when we go up the elevator, but he'll be here shortly. Yeah. Uh, Christian, I want to hear your thoughts about um, this fight because it seems like you you liked it a little bit more than we did. Yeah, because I did take him out lethally first, and then he got knocked down. Um... And I was like, okay, it's not going to work. Let me try tracking him. Because I thought it was just buying time. I thought Otacon said, hey, I need time. So I was like, okay, I probably just have to defend long enough for him to do this thing. So I killed him once. He got back up. I was like, okay, expected. It's Vamp. Um, I'll try to kill him again. It kept going. And the second time he got up, I was like, I wonder, because the killing, he'll get back up. I wonder if I have to, like, trank him. And then I pulled out the uh, the trank gun because I was like, okay, maybe if he just gets knocked out, he can't like fix that. He's gonna sleep. Um, and then like halfway through getting his uh, stamina bar low, Otacon was like, I don't know what we're gonna do or something like that. And he mentioned, I don't know if he mentioned a specific thing, but he he said like nothing's working. So I pulled up my inventory because uh, I think like a scene prior maybe Snake put another injection in. And I had the syringe equipped, so and I like looked at it and said to use on another person, uh, grab them and hit triangle. And I was like, oh, so the like the the syringe is used to like nullify nano machines, and if that's what's affecting Vamp, let me try it. So I knocked him out with the trank gun. He went down. I walked behind him and I was able to grab him as he was getting up, and then I just did it. So like the process of finding that out, I liked because I didn't think it was just a hey you have to do a specific thing i thought it was time-based and through getting through that i ended up finding the solution and i do think it's a better fight than the vamp one and two because at least in this one it's not just like every other fight in two like it had something to it where he was very agile i was having to like wait for my shots i used the railgun a couple times because we just got that from the last fight i was like maybe this will just fuck him up um <laughs> so it didn't take too long either because i was using like heavy firepower um so the process to getting there i thought was more engaging than just 
wait for his opening, pop, 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 wait for his opening, pop, 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 and then he just sinks in heavy water, you know? I, I thought it was a cooler ending as well to uh, his whole role in this game. I had uh, an issue where, like, the, my memory of this fight was uh, making me uh, forget how to play it, where it was like, I remember that Raiden comes into this fight, and I remember that whole split-screen thing. And I was like, oh. okay, I must just have to stall him until Raiden gets here. So I did that for, like, 15 minutes where he kept getting back up. And I was like, I don't think he's coming, but but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is one of those things where it's very, I feel like I would have had a similar, because, like, it's so funny because, like, they, they, like, put this in the, like, MGS1 flashback scene that, like, it definitely feels like an MGS1 mechanic where it's, like, it's it was one of the things, like, if I had to, if I wasn't streaming MGS1, I don't think I would have ever figured out the um, the codec code that's on the box to call. I forgot who you're calling, but that thing or um, the controller psychomantis thing. Like, I don't think I would have figured that out without Google if I wasn't streaming. Right. In a similar vein here, I don't think I ever would have figured out. I have to grab him and then press triangle to do the syringe. I don't think I would have ever figured that out. So like i'm not that like up in arms about it just because i had chat and like they were like because they were remembering too because like chat was the like, old oh, man like okay i played this a few years back like i think you had to grab him or something like that and i think you have to equip this range like we were puzzling it together but um i don't think i would have figured this out naturally no way there's no yeah. shot i would have never figured it out yeah this is something that that grabbing him and syringing him was something that just totally i totally forgot about um and i feel like because this is the second time you fight vamp uh in the series i believe um and the last time was in metal gear solid 2 where the gameplay was much different i feel like the jump to full 3d move the camera with the right stick third person shooter did nothing for this game's boss fights um because i don't think going forward or in this game there's a single boss fight that i really enjoy that's in third person maybe one that i can think of um that i really enjoy but even though like yeah uh metal gear solid 2 and 3 like didn't some of them were good some of them weren't that great i feel like the the full jump to um you know having the right analog stick be your camera it i feel like it just makes all the boss fights super easy unfortunately and just all the new mechanics that you have at your disposal um really just shows like oh yeah this is it's just a lot easier to control um because last time we fought vamp we were very limited in what we could do on the controller um and i for me at least i i liked i liked i didn't love the vamp fight from metal gear solid 2 but i did like sticking in a corner having him do his attacks and then shooting him when you could uh but for this i think i shot him like there was certain points because i'd have to get his stamina bar low a few times before I got it right, I would like headshot him once with the most in the gun, and he'd be down. And I'm like, well, that could have been the fight, and it would have been super easy. Um, so yeah, it's it's unfortunate that this game just doesn't have really any good boss fights, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll push back on here with this game is that like, I think the highlights of the Metal Gear fights that we've gone through so far, and mainly like the first game 
are the ones where there is an engaging layer to it that isn't just shoot them when you can, you know? Um, which I think everything up until Vamp so far in this game has been. Because, um, like, in 2, Fat Man's the one where you have to be playing it smart. In 1, it's pretty much all of them. Like, the Sniper Wolf is the gimmick uh, with, like, doing a sniper fight. Uh, Mantis is the capital G gimmick, you know? Uh, Raven is the maze. Uh, even Jaeger is using the chaff grenades and stuff like there's layers to that that looks like you have to be thinking and like playing it that isn't just like wait for your shot where two everyone except fat man is wait for your shot basically three all of them I off the top of my head are wait for your shot with the exception of like uh, the fury had th the best characterization of anybody in that game and then like with here, so far, all the B&B &B units, with, like, maybe not the first one, but, again, Night Vision breaks that fight, like, it's wait for your shot. Here, it's going back to what I like about the MDS-1 fights, where it's, like, it's not about just, like, pumping them full of bullets. It's, like, okay, be strategic here. And I think in a similar way with, like, 1, 1 doesn't always convey it perfectly. Like, I definitely, like... I don't know if I stumbled into that, because Otacon did say something that made me think, and I went into the inventory, but I think so far in this game, the the solution to this fight, I think I've liked more than any of the other fights we've done in the game so far. That's fair. Yeah. That's to, fair. An, to an extent, though, it is just pumping them full of lead and then going forward the yeah. syringe. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I wish they conveyed the syringe a little bit more, because they talked about it like a couple times throughout the game. <laughs> And yeah. I feel like there are certain mechanics in games that make you feel smart for figuring them out. And for you, Christian, it seems like it was that situation. But for me, I felt really stupid because this game didn't, like, tee you up to remember that. Um, and it was very, very much like I had to look it up. And I was like, well, I feel dumb for having to look it up. But for me, I think that's the game's fault for not, mm -hmm. for not having that top of mind for when you're... Um, when you're playing this and omar sharing the metal gear solid 4 h in the first the first uh suggestion is how to defeat vamp mm -hmm. i feel like that sort of <laughs> that sort of drives that point yeah. home it's like yeah like who would really think of that um because the game just doesn't reward you for or doesn't like set you up to reward you to think about that here's, in, in my opinion here's how i think they they could have fixed it right Instead of us seeing the syringe as something that is a is an action that we don't have to do because it's always like a it's always like a mini like CG cutscene type thing when we see uh, Snake you know kind of have his like convulsions or whatever it is and he stab himself like by himself and we have nothing to do there. I would love it if like that was almost like a pseudo like you know what bring in the mechanic from like MGS three where you're doing uh, the bone wrapping and all that good stuff and all that like you know, um, uh, all that jazz, like have us do a quick time event where we're putting the syringe in snake when he's doing that convulsion thing. Like I think portraying it like, yeah, like this is something that is a tangible thing, right. That like you control, even though it is an item and like, maybe it's my fault. I just never had it equipped. I'm not sure if there's ever an instance where it's really required, like for you to equip it. I as far as this point, right? I, I like think or... it resets your stress because I've definitely okay. used it before. 
Okay, okay. So then, you know what? It might just be a me thing. That's what I figured. Like, okay, all right. Then I guess I kind of negate everything I said right there. Could be just a me thing. I just maybe just wasn't utilizing the syringe really at all before this point. And it was just stranded in my inventory. I just never really used it. It could be also my difficulty. Could be that as well. Um, so I'll I'll give a little slack there. But I think like maybe involving the syringe a little bit more in gameplay previous to this point, maybe maybe might have helped the communication. Because I get like if it's like, hey, we tried to tell you this when you always see Snake whip out the syringe constantly when his nail machines are, I guess, acting up or whatever. Like that should have been your cue to know that. If that's it, okay. But yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that greatly like projected to the player. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But uh, I think well, one thing that sorry, <clears throat> one thing that third person camera also does is like I think Vamp looks really stupid fighting him in this fight. Just him running around at you from every direction is just a little lame. That's all I wanted mm -hmm. to say. I think I think in a lot of ways that Metal Gear Solid Two fight, where is that tiny ass room, especially with that pool in the middle of it, that's got the density of I don't know what like it's a it's a little lame uh, I guess mm -hmm. Hmm. that's all so after we take care of vamp uh Raiden does show up and our role changes we get a split screen sequence where similar to I thought of Guitar Hero where like there's a shit going on in the background I can't focus on that <laughs> I'm just looking at what's coming my way yeah um we have to take out suicide geckos. Um, this is the thing I hated about the sequence. I I I hated the sequence. <laughs> yeah. I I hated this. It's like you're like I want to see this rematch so bad. <laughs> like, why would you do this to me? Mm -hmm. Like, like this is horror. I'm like, this is the worst. Like, chat was like, oh, Kev, just like kill one and like look at the other, and then you know just go back and forth. I'm like, no. I don't want to do that. I want to see the fight. Like, and, and like, I like, I appreciate like when you're done and you get like that really quick, like swipe and it goes full screen. Like, but I want to, I didn't get to see the fight. Mm -hmm. Like, are you kidding me right now? Come on now. Like, how are you going to show me a cool 1v1 that they had in the beginning that had me going crazy versus me not being able to watch it because I had to take out these two big geckos. Like, nah, I did not like that. I did not appreciate it. Omar, is this nope. going back to uh, the multiple uh, pieces about stripping the player of their role for Metal Gear Solid 2 because it's involving <laughs> Raiden? Is that what this of is? Of course. I didn't think about that. That's funny, though. Man, that, that's what, Metal that Gear Solid 2 is yeah. so good. No, um... um yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't get the satisfaction uh, of killing Vamp. We had to watch it happen. Oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. That, that's Man, all I was maybe, thinking this whole time. So maybe bad. he does get Metal Gear Solid too. Holy shit! Uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, I I died like five times here. I was really frustrated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Man. I got. I kept buying the the shots from Drebin. Yeah. The. Mm what is it the railgun shots but yeah yeah every once in a while like one of those things would just get too close and uh just go off on me and i was like oh fuck but yeah i think i think if you watch that raiden versus vamp fight like it's actually not that cool what's happening like it's a lot of like i'm gonna make some fodder so 
you the the way you see in the periphery looks pretty cool and intense but like in terms of like choreography i think it's like a kind of a standard like it'd be like watching a fight without the sound or something just kind of awkward interesting i guess yeah like uh, tin tin it's in full cap like i'm sorry i had to cut you off i'm sorry like tin tin foil cap like what if like they just kind of ran out of budget and it was intended <laughs> to be like this like really cool ever fight like the first one but they kind of went overboard on the first one so it's like all right well let's just kind of distract them because this doesn't look that finished or whatever or that well, or that flashy i don't know that a uh, part of what you're saying is why i think it was constructed this way because we already got a fight between vamp and Riot in this game and it was pretty brutal and i feel like they got to a point here where they were like i guess we could do another cutscene of them fighting but i guess that would be sort of be repetitive so the the thinking there was probably all right we could do another fight at the same time of snake fighting someone so you get the sense that they're fighting but it's you're not getting hit with that repetition um but omar's right i think it's i look i was watching a um uh, a playthrough after I played through this today, um, and just so I could re-familiarize re myself, because I usually play like a week before we record. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the, it's just knife back and forth, knife knife back and forth, and it's really not all that interesting. Um, well. But I think <laughs> I think you fighting makes that fight more uh, pressing and engaging because it feels like you're involved with that fight tangentially uh but yeah there's not it's i feel like they back themselves into a corner in a way and they were just like well i guess this is what we're doing and like another thing too like is it, it felt a little bit like star wars-esque where we have okay we have uh we have this fight on the ground right with uh you know snake and these geckos we have raiden versus vamp and then we have Adakan trying to take control of the metal gear like whether granted we're not seeing what he's doing there like we're not but it's, it's it seemed like he's it takes a little bit to get i guess get that to work so it felt kind of like a like a uh like a return of the jedi like three tier yeah. fight where we have three altercations going on all blending into the one thing like so i guess you know that's i guess a cool aspect of it but i still wish i would have saw one of the fights for sure i wish i like i kind of wanted to see luke and vader you know mm. battled out and maybe i didn't want to be on endor that much you know so there's that. The uh, patented George Lucas three planes of action. True, true. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't stop thinking about what you said, Christian. I think you're no, right. No, because that's honestly, that was the whole thing. I like when Vamp yeah. fell, I was like, I, I was like, I feel not, I feel no satisfaction and I'm mad I don't. Mm -hmm. Wait, I yeah. like killing people in games. I, he got me. And then like, because this whole time over, I was Damn. thinking of you in this entire fight, dude. Like, <laughs> Like as that you do, you do that entire sequence that is frustrating with Vamp. I'm because before I wasn't saying it was a good fight. I just think it's the best gimmick we've had in the game so far. Right. Because I think the best Metal Gear fights do have a gimmick to them. And then you're robbed of the satisfaction of finally defeating Vamp after all these games. You just have to watch it happen with the guy who's super cool now that you hated before. He's the one that gets the killing blow, and you barely, you like, barely even see that he gets the killing blow, because like I look over, it's like, oh, he already sliced him, and he's just falling now. I think it was really intentional, dude. I that was like in my mind that entire time. You could be right, because I saw Vamp die, and I was like, mm, this is fucking lame. Yeah. But oh my god. <laughs> I think. 
<laughs> Maybe it is cool, actually. I don't know. I, I think, I think, all right, let's take that as one of the, the games, This one of the ways this game respects Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm-hmm. And I think we can put that next to also the fact that uh, Solidus was right about the future being scary. Yes. Uh, I think mm-hmm. maybe maybe this game is cool, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Talk to me next week. All right. Um, and after that happens, Van Falls uh, mimicking Solidus. Uh, I, I honestly thought Raiden was going to... Because he did like the flick to get the blood off his sword. I thought he was just going to throw the sword right down on Vamp because he's like, last time I didn't finish it. This time I will, you know, like... Oh, can you imagine just flicked it and then like the the katana propels faster the fall oh dude that would be cool um and then naomi shows up who i guess she has a thing with vamp we didn't really talk about that much and like i feel like, like dude they fuck naomi up so I, yeah, bad. how do you like yeah i'm like wait why is Khan even crying <laughs> i'm like i mean like i get it you know like okay i was like, i will call myself yeah like same situation i get it i get it but it's like he didn't grow didn't, yeah like yeah it's like yeah. she played like she i was laughing i don't know when he was weeping I and i was mashing x and i saw emma and sniper wolf and he was like i, felt... I was ready to love again i was like Dude, yeah yeah that and he's part... fucking Wally. Like, <laughs> <the fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt bad when he started bringing up the whole like process like, of like whenever he's ready to accept love into his life, it just doesn't. It just ends in death, right? Like, I I get that. No, and then and that made, but it's like, and then a minute over... later he's like, "No, snake, you're right. You're right. You're right." <laughs> 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 which is, I was, which is like the out. same thing he did in Metal Gear Solid Two, right? Yeah. Like. Except in Metal Gear Solid 2, he said that and then went to the locker room and just cried to himself, which I thought was yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, they they really want to make you feel for Naomi's death with like the big bombastic music playing and like the cancer. It's almost reveal. as if like a legendary video game cancer character reveal. just died in front of you. <laughs> yeah, that too. It, it, like, there's so much with the storytelling in this game where it's like, oh yeah, this is a thing right now and it's happening. Um, yeah, and we're gonna explain like, that to you right now. And that was the bad. cancer bit, and it was yeah, it was it's it. You're right, it's really bad. Like, Naomi, and it's, it just I don't feel anything for the character. Naomi, I thought was such a cool character in Metal Gear Solid One because it's like, oh, surprise, she has this real like scorned history with Snake because he got her brother killed. Like it was super cool that reveal, and I totally understood her motivations and everything. I feel like this game just botched her so hard because like I would be okay. If, like, we leave off with the vamp fight, she says, like, everything, her big reveal, and then we just move on. But then she kills herself? Like, why? Which I'm like, why the why fuck you did you do this? that? Like, I, I, I was so lost. Exactly, like, bro. I had the same like, thought. The only thing that, like, this is headcanon at this point. Like, earlier in the, the physical scene, she's talking about how, like, vamp is her other sin. So, like she says that she's a corpse walking the earth because of her cancer and the nano machines are keeping it at bay so does she just want to die and she's just okay like she's ready to die once her final sins have been addressed like is that it because i didn't that's... get there naturally i made that yeah. jump myself like that's a big jump I, I think i made that same jump i'm like okay like is she like is 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 ending her nail machines the final like is that how she feels that she's gonna get peace within herself? Like, 
with now she's being inside of her like mm-hmm. from that perspective like okay and, and, but it's like like is that what her motivation was the whole time why she was flip-flopping all the time because she just wanted to ruin all her stuff like why could she have not just stuck vamp with the thing before the fight had like i that i didn't understand yeah they like i, I don't I'm like i don't know why she was on she was playing it seemed like she was playing both sides yeah. but by the end of her conclusion i was like was she like why did she join us and then go back to them and then gave us the exposition dump at the end i was they robbed naomi of any good characterization in this game i was very confused by the end of this i was gonna ask you guys i'm like like like, do we know why she flip-flopped is there like a one sense answer of why it just doesn't exist i don't I don't Unless know if we get it, like, because I don't know if we, like, we didn't figure out what was up with the USB stick. Maybe we get that at some point. I yeah, what it. the? F- but like that too. I, I really think, and again, we could see more what her true intent was next week. But like, gen- like I, I feel like I'm reaching so hard on Naomi, a character I really liked in MBS One, but now it's like, seriously, like, there's all these twists and turns, like. If she truly is just using everybody to atone for the things that she felt she did wrong, and she is prepared to stop living as soon as she's dealt with those things, make that clear. Because now you have this like this weird entanglement with Otacon, and then everything with Sunny. It's like, is she like finding a a thing like to live for? Like she's like, tell Sunny I'm proud of her, and then she puts the final inject. Like, tell yourself. If you care about her, go. You're a person. Like, act like Jaeger did for you for her or something. Like, I feel like there's so many paths they could have taken with Naomi that would have been sensible. And I'm just lost. Christian, they could have. You... Sorry. What? Sorry. Thank you for using the word entanglement. Thank you. I really sure. appreciate <laughs> that. I, 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 I heavily appreciate that, Christian. Carry on. No, I think, like, I think it'd be much better if Naomi wasn't in here. And yeah. same with, like, same with honestly, like I feel, I feel like Vamp. Like I think these characters showing up in here are the product of like, hey, let me give you these the cool characters that you liked probably. But uh, like I think Vamp is way lamer in this game than he was in Metal Gear Solid Two. Hundred like, percent. I was, yeah. I was feeling that too. And they, they maybe that's because like they try to explain his stuff more or something. I don't really know. But even like you know, Snake and Vamp never really had a personal thing. It's weird that he's on this journey. I think. Yeah, like like. Do I'm, you think- uh, Sorry to cut you off, Kevin. Do you think... No, no, no. It's like, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there was that loose end with Vamp where he had a much more of a connection to Raiden and Otacon where, like, this game potentially being, like, the big finale for all these threads of, like, hey, we just have to address Vamp and that's a big character thing for Otacon and uh, Raiden because Naomi's the one who wants Otacon to, like, finish vamp off so he can die because of what he did to emma and raiden wants revenge because he feels like he failed everybody because he let vamp hurt emma so like you're right snake doesn't have a thing here but like i can see vamp being in here to service those two characters but i feel like we never get a moment to like reflect on them maybe we do in the briefing but like that like yeah vamp i think is here for the side characters more than anything yeah but even like i feel like in metal gear solid 2 like you know i i feel like raiden definitely felt bad about that emma thing but i i don't remember him being feeling so personal about vamp like 
maybe I'm wrong on this. Yeah. But in this, it feels like it is like, no, he is my arch nemesis. Nemesis, like, I gotta. I mean, as far as I'm aware, like, is he the only boss that got away? Yeah. He's the mark, only one right. So I think I think like sure. that's how I took it. Like like it's like the last like you know standing obstacle of Big Shell. But he did for die. the most part. It, like he falls in that water. I don't think he comes back from Metal Gear Solid Two. Right? That's fair. That's fair. I think, all right. I think he could have just kept him dead. Yeah. Like to yeah. to ride in for all intents and purposes, like he would have construed him as dead at that point. Yeah. There was no reason for him no. to think that he wasn't. Okay. Well, I, similar to MGS3, where you look to the left of the last cutscene and you see Ocelot doing his shooties. There's a trophy where, when Snake or when uh, Raiden sees Rose, if you look to the left, you see Vamp being a vampire. You get a trophy. Wait, in Metal Gear Solid Two? Yep. Really? When is that? Oh, is that it's like, like the final cutscene? The, the so Vamp is the out walking cutscene. the streets in the crowd. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, never mind. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> that's that, neat. That's but that's like also questionably canon, where it's more yeah. of like a that's like an Easter egg rather than like that's neat. That's neat. Thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. So, um, do you think I have one more thing? Mm-hmm. I have one more thing. Is it actually? It's very serious. Uh, do oh, you snap. think uh, Kojima was like, I am going to make Naomi less cool in Metal Gear Solid Four. I will make her an American. <laughs> do you think do you think that's what happened? That's part of it probably. Um I can see it. Okay. Yeah, okay. why not? Why not? Cool. Because didn't they do that with liquid also? Yes, they they so did. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Naomi used to be British, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like liquid. Damn. Yeah, also, yeah, just yeah, yeah. This week also I had this question because if Naomi's buddy buddy with Liquid Ocelot, was she I don't know if it was ever revealed in one. I could be forgetting, but like, was she in league with him in one, or was she just helping the government and used it as an angle against Snake? Because like, when well, did that connection happen? She she was helping Ocelot in right. Okay, yes, MGS one. Yes, yes, yes. uh, so like, she. My sense after Act Three was that she was in league with the Patriots in some way or another. Yeah. Um. And, like, to me, going through this game, I truly don't remember if she gets any resolution in Act 5. So, like, to me, I'm thinking that maybe she was acting on the Patriots' behalf throughout this whole thing, and maybe we get some resolution to that in, in Act 5. But I agree with Omar. I feel like they're, her and Vamp's inclusion in this game is just distracting at this point, and it doesn't feel satisfying or doesn't feel needed really, for their characters to exist in this world. Um, and they kind of botched it in in a lot of ways. And I didn't I didn't like I didn't really like where these characters ended up felt just totally unneeded. I've had two thoughts. One, I think it'd be really cool if they put out like a Shadow Moses like VR experience. I want it. Just, uh, just to explore, you know, no, give me yeah. just to see the damage or or I mean, playable. Why not? Absolutely. Sure. But uh, that was a side thing. But I think that I never anticipated like the hardest thing to comprehend out of probably argue. No, that, that that's not true. There's other things that I don't fully understand, but like Naomi's motivations, I think are the most, like, I just do not get you. Like I I'm trying. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, does it have? Because then it's like, because it's like I, I she she can't be fully bad, because she feels something for Sunny, right? Like she even says like, hey, you know, tell her like, I guess good job on the eggs or or, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, something like that, right? Like yeah. that it transcends like oh like you know be well like there was a personal like quote-unquote like inside joke or like you know like thing that they went through together so like there has to be some deeper reason but then again if they give me a deeper reason to why and like finally contextualize why naomi was a flip-flopper and all that and did everything that she did like i feel like and i fear that it might be and pretty much i'm expecting it to feel like from my point of view like how drebin explains the bb unit that's what i was gonna say yeah and it's like that would have been great to know before you made naomi do all these questionable things that you had me questioning all up into this point where i'm supposed to just rectify and just be okay with it like i don't that's not gonna work you know what i'm saying like if if they do that i'm like 99 sure it's not gonna work unless there's some miraculous reason which i don't uh, know if there will be there was <laughs> there's something i thought of when i was playing through this when she brought up her cancer immediately i jumped to and this was the same way it was brought up in this particular project the room tommy was the room where the mom <laughs> walks in sits down and talks to the uh woman and goes the doctors came back the prognosis i definitely have cancer <laughs> it was <laughs> the same way i was like wow Tommy was out right in the same way Hideo Kojima was writing, apparently. Okay, I was like, they must have brought this up about her, right? Nope, like, no. this this had to have been. I'm like, this, this, this I didn't say on stream because I'm like, there's no way this can be like a. No, that's a reveal. A, a brand new thing. Yeah. I'm they like, didn't even hint I'm at like, it. Didn't even I'm like, Kevin, it. I'm like, Kevin, you must have missed it. You missed so many things that you think of attention and like, you're just not. So let me ask the guys there on. You're just. That was the first time it was ever I mentioned. I have cancer. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like, it. she uses the injection throughout the game, like, in her message when she's like, rescue me. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> she, like, she injects herself. But, like, that could have been for anything, you know? Because, like, Snake's popping that off wow. to, like, not get affected by the, the bell sound that just makes him throw up, right? Like, that could have been for anything, you know? Uh, wow. Yeah, wow. I... Uh well jack bringing up the room made me think of another great fix to Metal Gear solid 4 could have used maybe in a remaster uh every time driven gives you that speech on the b and b unit uh snake should just go what the story driven <laughs> wow awesome? great story driven yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good point um, oh man Honestly, was that when Kojima are very similar? I never noticed it until now. But you're so right. You're <laughs> no, so right. Apparently, I mean, what Kevin said about like joking that it's like he's gonna look at it the same way he looks at the B and B unit. Like I was gonna like joke is Naomi like secretly a B and B because they always talk about like oh she's so hot and she's really smart and she's super playing the game, you know. Damn. And then are we just gonna get her board drop next week? Like I don't know because. Oh, it really, it honestly, it just sucks what they did to her character. I think because uh, she was a highlight, but I might be like conceptually like there's this idea that you guys were talking about with Raiden the other week, uh, but like, and I think Christian you mentioned with like Ocelot 
it feels like every character in this game is tragic mm-hmm. in a way where it's like is that just this game's thing like everyone has this dark and deep backstory and yeah. like i don't even get what the point is to be honest like well, eventually i'm assuming it's going to lead to some something yeah. some revelation because but yeah like week one or two i think i remember bringing it up i'll see if i have it in my notes i think it's when they showed the call of duty montage right where we're all, <laughs> like, it's just, just cod i think this game's thing if it's saying anything about anything it's just about video games and war and ptsd and trauma and like not addressing that stuff because literally you have people masking trauma to keep fighting because they think it's fun like yeah they introduced that i think it was at the end of act one yeah when uh meryl was talking about like the way everything works with the soldiers and everything like they introduced it there there's the stress thing they talk about like they don't address it this way, but, like, they're talking about mental health on the battlefield and stuff like that in ways that I don't think are, like, they're very cliche, but I think that's what the game's thing is, honestly, Omar. Like, they made Naomi uh, a, I, I wouldn't call her a tragic character. They did their best to make her fit that mold, where I think Ocelot genuinely i honestly think that ocelot is a tragic character looking at his arc throughout the game so far and what i remember we see um with what's left right so i think that was earned i again i'm holding on to the one justification on why i think the riding thing makes sense because i think i remember that um and i also think that's similar right but like everything with Naomi and what you mentioned I I think it's probably just this game building towards uh, everyone having like a little sad flavor to them you know like Colonel's not talking to Merrill anymore because he married a 28 year old right like aren't you sad for their relationship like I think that's this game's thing like they're (laughs) really going hard on that that tweet for Metal Gear Solid Five, where Kojima says, um, "You will be ashamed of your words and deeds about Quiet's design," almost feels like it could be applied to like everything in this game. Is like him giving you something, uh, you get mad at it, but you'll be ashamed of what you said later on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's so. We wrap up this sequence. Um, we learn that there's a big boat called the ark leaving shadow moses um, very biblical <laughs> um, i was like and, and he calls shit. it moses in that one scene he does so you get it yes. yeah um yes. so there's the patriots ark that is invulnerable to the the system that just exists i don't think liquid made it i think it just existed and then he stole it uh but it is off base, offshore, um, underwater, I think, next to Shadow Moses, while they were transferring the railgun from Rex to the ship. Uh, but before we get the reveal of the ship, we have to escape, uh, once again exploding Shadow Moses, through piloting Metal Gear Rex. Now, once again narrative be damned i think this is very fun and i loved this <laughs> i was smiling the whole time yes sir yes sir yeah. yes sir yeah 
Like it, like I know, I know we keep bringing up like SARS references, but like this, in a way, like felt like um, it felt like Poe and Finn fighting their way off of the Tie Fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like something that like did you see that? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, like something like damn, we aren't supposed to like necessarily as Snake enjoy the sight of Rex, right? Or even the prospect of like piloting Rex, you know. But here we are, and we're and we're and we're doing it. Snake is old. There's you know the the Mark III with Otacon and Raiden just riding on the back of it. Like the I, it was, I I've had a lot of moments like in this game of like I can't believe we're here. Like I can't believe this is where the story has taken us all the way from the first Metal Gear. Um, and this is definitely one of those scenes. Like I, 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 I loved it. Like, and instantly I thought of Titanfall, and it definitely it's a lot more like Titanfall when we get to the fight later on. But uh, it's like, damn. And then I'm like, damn. Like, is this? Because chat asked, like, is this where? This has to be. I mean, uh, like, like I'm not saying like other mech shooters haven't been a thing in the past before this. Like, you know, be before this, I'm I'm sure there were. I just can't recall one. But Kojima even made one. Really? Yeah, Zone of the Enders. Oh, that's a mech game? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Like, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was cool. That was very, very cool. I think, yeah, I like the way Rex controls is really nice. Like, it's mm-hmm. got weight to it. Mm-hmm. And as you brought up Zone of the Enders, but all of those mechs in there go super fast and fluid. Like, it's a much different kind of thing. Yeah. But you want, you want Rex to feel heavy. And I like also that for a character moment, I, I do think it's neat that Otacon is able to basically reclaim Rex and use it for something for good, you know? Ah, good point. Yeah, that's so also good. If wow, we're talking about out. some character arcs working here, I do think Otacon's, uh does pay off, at least for, you know, his lineage and everything he talked about in one. Like, maybe not his romantic stuff as a character in this arc, but in, or in this... <laughs> act but uh everything with him and like you know his actual motivation since the first game i thought had a good payoff here of just like reclaiming that yeah and that was a good payoff from him setting that up in the mission briefing where he's like i have to atone for my sins too and yeah you're right totally right he just he does that um (laughs) i had a thought throughout this throughout this act um which i've sort of like gone back and forth with but to me and i i i'm sorry if the uh Force Awakens references are done to death, but I'm gonna <laughs> keep doing them. Keep it going, just reminds, King. It just keeps reminding me of keep that movie so much. But uh, them bringing back uh, Rex is very much like Star Killer Base <laughs> in Episode Seven. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same point, I'm like, well, the game is the series is called Metal Gear Solid, and there's a Metal Gear in every Metal Gear Solid. Um, so I guess they bring back the Death Star in every Metal Gear Solid. Uh, but I just thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, I think, like, one last comment I have is that, like, I love that. Well, actually, two. Number one, was very impressed that the PS3 could compute that much explosion and, like, chaos going on with the Rex. I was, I was, like, that cell processor, maybe, maybe it had its moments, you know? Maybe it had its moments, because I was, like, man, like, like, I was pretty impressed that the PS3 was able to run that and somehow not crash. And, like, it, it chugged, for sure, but yeah. I think it was... I, I thought it was going to be worse, to be honest. I thought, like, if you had told me, yeah, Kev, they're going to do this, like, enclosed, 
space with a lot of explosion effects. Uh, you're piloting this big mech. I won't tell you which Rex, you know, right now, but like this is something that will happen in like MGS4. Like I would, I would have been pretty shocked to be honest. So like see that, strip the context of Rex and just show me that scene running on the PS3. I thought that was pretty impressive. Also, I like how with that destruction that we saw, like it really does show like how powerful a Metal Gear is. Like, you know, like they were ripping through geckos like nothing. And like when you're as Snake, I don't know about you guys, but like the, the geckos were definitely a problem and like definitely took a bit of effort to, to like take down. And the way Rex just plows through them like nothing, literally nothing, it was 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 really showed how powerful Rex was for sure. And that's or about is. nukes too. Exactly. Yeah. That too. Mm-hmm. That too. I wanna I wanna bring up one thing about you saying that this running the way it does. Like, I think this definitely is the worst frame rate of the game. But it makes it awesome, I, I think. Dude, I don't <laughs> like, know. I honestly feel like I've experienced worse frame rate in this game than this. I don't oh, know, maybe. man. I like Act One I had th- pretty bad frame rate. Yeah, like I thought there were way other areas where like the game chugged a lot more than what I would have thought like this would have chugged, but it it definitely hiccuped and chugged, but like I just thought it was pretty smooth, all things considered. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel like the the really bad frame rate, like well, poor frame rate makes it makes the weight of it feel a little more impactful, I guess. I don't know. Like yeah. it feels like this would look gross if they remastered it and it was sixty frames. Oh yeah. That's all I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, like, I bet. They should do that, but it won't be as cool as this this one moment here. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it helps. Uh, one thing I feel like, because again, I watched this happen before playing it. Um, the one thing I wish was handled a bit better, and I, I think they honestly could not have done this, but the sense of scale, like when I was outside, it felt like we were in a, like a little miniature tv set of like a little town kind of like it, it felt like something wasn't clicking of like how big these things should be and like maybe it's because i was just running through most of those gecko but like i feel like the separation of like how big this thing actually is didn't come across great the power sure did the controls sure did everything else did it was just like i think piloting it and seeing it from like the camera perspective i was like isn't this thing supposed to be like two stories tall? Like I don't feel like that. I feel like it's like that's a fair point, fair. actually. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The the scaling that because I mean, like in the first Metal Gear, you're, there's like three levels to even get to like the top. Yeah, you and, know, and like yeah, yeah. It's probably like you point. need twenty five snakes to meet like meet the height of <laughs> Metal Gear Rex, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. When well, it seems need... more like ten, yeah. Mm-hmm. You need uh you need the game to go into split screen mode. Mm-hmm. And you need to have Raiden doing his own thing on the side. Yes. And then you can see. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, honestly, I don't know. Like, I feel like mech games always have this problem, right? I can't think of one that, like, Titanfall is really good because you get to see those mechs being huge when you're pilots, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you get into one, it's like, all right. It, it makes the whole map feel way smaller, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like, like I always envisioned Rex bigger than, like, the average Titan in Titanfall. But the perspective and scale yeah. in this game felt like Titanfall mm-hmm. and looked like Titanfall when I was shown that Rex was a lot bigger than the average Titan in Titanfall for sure. Yeah. Cause sure. like, honestly, I think the hallway, it's fine. I think maybe 
I just didn't notice it too much, but when I was outside, I was like, is that a shipping container? Like, oh, no, that's a building. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that doesn't feel right. Like, it was just some yeah, level yeah. of separation there, but... Right. Uh, Kevin, I do want to go back to see your reaction to this whole sequence, because I'm sure you were loving it, but, like, uh, seeing, like, you escape, right? You get outside, you're in Rex... I'm sure you're, you're riding high, then all of a sudden fucking Metal Gear Ray oh, yeah. pops out of the water and it's like, I'm gonna fight I, this thing? Like, what's up with that? I fucked up the clip out. People were when, like, there were people trying, like, okay, when he gets outside, everyone start getting rid of the clip out, like, because he's gonna flip. Like, he's gonna flip. I said the wrong name. I said Arsenal Gear like a dummy. <laughs> and I was like, no, Kev, it's Ray, you dummy. So I messed up the clip. But, yeah, uh, that was insane. And wait, wait, why did I get confused with Arsenal Gear? I know it's the same game, but why did I get confused with it? I mean, Whatever, Ray protected oh. Arsenal Gear. They had like a battalion of them. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I said the rules for them. But it was still incredible. Yeah, I will correct myself about uh, Liquid not needing uh, Rex because he had Ray. Ray did not have uh, nuclear capabilities. There's no rogue on the right. Mm. Mm. I have a bit insane to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Omar. Go ahead. Uh, did Ray really not have nuclear capabilities? I, like, I think it's it an was... anti-Metal Gear, Metal Gear. Yeah. Oh, sure, it was, right. It was uh, defense for Arsenal Gear. Arsenal Gear was the real nuke house. Right. The, and the the so, GW uh, house, right? Um, like, okay. Yeah. I genuinely thought the arc at the end was supposed to be Arsenal Gear because uh, it's like the big sub nautical. Not yeah thing but i guess arsenal gear was probably scrapped once it <laughs> landed on shore of manhattan mm-hmm. yeah yeah my my thought at the end of it was like wait like so if shadow moses has never been touched in like nine years right liquid definitely knows shadow moses exists right so why didn't he just go maybe he just didn't think of it maybe I'm thinking to have myself and like Kev. If you want a game with a story, like this is this is this is the story. Like, stop trying to like, you know, think of obvious ways that would happen in real life that would not warrant a story, right? But wouldn't he have just gotten the railgun like way before this point? If he knew that, that like there was just a capable railgun that can shoot a nuke, I just chilling there, right? He might need to still acquire a nuke. Perhaps. Yeah, and I also think... Oh, he, he needed, might still need a nuke? Okay. Yeah, he Maybe. also needed uh, some grasp over the SOPs so he could actually do this, because I think if he just rolled up, it would have been the thing that Merrill said they could have done. Like, the, every single military force could have just showed up, turned off his guns, and then he's dead. Like, I see. Okay. Yeah. He okay. probably didn't want to like, tip his hand before. I guess that makes a lot. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah that that's 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 complete okay gotcha that makes perfect sense um um, i will say this fight features probably the best codec hint of any fight in metal gear oh did you guys do this no i did not no No. so if you call otacon he gives this whole diatribe of like the process of building uh metal gear rex and then being like so i developed this backdoor system where if rex gets really close to something it can like use an electromagnetic field to mess with whatever's near it and he was like i didn't get authorization to implement that in the, the system but i put it in anyways and snake's <laughs> like well, well what does that mean he's like 
basically getting close to Ray, and you can do like CQC with Ray. So that's how what? I yeah, that's how I defeated Ray. Whereas like if you get close enough and Ray attacks you, it'll like transmit this field and it'll like disable Ray briefly, and you hit triangle and Rex will like jump on top of Ray, use like all of its. It'll switch off between like the lasers hitting it or like the mm-hmm. the guns hitting it or the rockets hitting it. It's really cool and. I think this is like one of the only instances in Metal Gear Solid 4 where using the codec during a boss fight helps. And I think it's probably the best in the series. It's really cool. I wish you didn't tell me that. I wish I wish you didn't tell me that. Because you get backstory and you get like Damn. practical usage of how to approach the fight rather than just spitting lead at Ray. I think it's really cool. I'm glad that Dude. they included that. I wish the that way... was the only way that you could kill him. Mm. Damn, the way Rex can like stomp Ray in that fight is so good. Yeah. Like, it like, looks crazy. Jack, I'm glad your persistence stood through all of Snake Eater and the majority of four because that's a that's a good thing to. I'm sure that was a good payoff. Um, oh yeah, because I I noticed too. Like, I like having the R1 leg sweep thing. I, I liked that dealing with the geckos, right? Um, but when I got outside, I ended up just using the laser because it, it stunned him and then i was like oh can i just like do the the leg sweep on him so i ran up and i was prompted when he was down to do triangles so i didn't get to see him do like all the the missiles and the lasers and nice. stuff and like kicking him down but uh the context is makes that way cooler that's awesome yeah Damn. um and i also love how i forget which jurassic park movie this was but there was like one dinosaur that was like new um into the universe that was like this big hulking thing but at the end of the day the t-rex still won against it um and i'm like of course like the classic yeah. the classic metal gear will still triumph over whatever new metal gear comes about i think that's cool yeah i think that was jurassic world yeah sure. i think so and but it, uh, it, it, oh, go ahead Omar. no you go ahead i'm sorry i'll hide something else just the the t-rex comparison also i thought it was cool because like since rex's like jaw is open like you can when you do some of the uh finishers right like he clamps the jaw on ray and does like a big like slam down it's cool there's no way that jurassic world guy wasn't a metal gear fan i think totally (laughs) like um i will say on the codec call thing uh I feel like the vamp coded calls are one of the worst in the series so far because I don't know if we talked about that. He did not. You did not get help at all during that fight. Not at all. And, no. Yeah. And that's why I think I was like, oh, I guess I'll just forget doing this whole thing. And I missed out on that code call. And now I'm upset. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. I um. Yeah. Like, I think like Alakon's like, do it. Do it for Emma. Like, you yeah, know, he's like, crying. On yeah. The like, and it's like, help me. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, could have gotten uh, the syringe I, hint. In I that. even called Rosemary too. Oh, what did Rosemary say? It was also some like, oh, I I don't have any tips, but like I'm with you. Good luck, whatever. And yeah. It's like, please, mm-hmm. anyone, like Colonel, fuck it, someone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If if this game was full out fan servicey, what if Kodak? Uh, what if Campbell became like your main Kodak guy during this whole thing? I would have loved that. That would have loved that. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the codec, though, uh, I kind of stopped calling people in the past weeks, but uh, I played this in two sessions this week. Last night, um, I stopped after Crying Wolf, and I went to save, and I thought I had to use the codec to save because I just have 
it's saving when the game prompts you, basically. So I went to Otacon. He said some shit. I just, like, forgot what he said. And then I was like, maybe it was Rosemary. So I called Rosemary. And because I was still on the battlefield, she had commentary about the, uh, the B&B fight. Where she was just, like, really upset. She was like it's not good for these women that have this trauma to go undealt with and it's it's horrible that they're continuing to fight on the battlefield and snakes going back and forth with her about like well it's just how war is and then she's like well no no human would make these people do this like in the short term it's going to be beneficial to them but in the long term they're going to become useless on the battlefield because they're not dealing with all this stuff and um she was just pissed at liquid because he was doing that but it was another instance of the game being like mental issues take care of yourself <laughs> like uh do you think it would invent well no from the way you just said that it sounds like definitely not but uh do you think it would have been better if instead of dreaming you the call after every bnb fight it was rose yes okay Be mm-hmm. on, no like genuinely because i think from rose i mean i I say this with, like, the expectation and hope that Kojima would write this well, but, like, I think having Rose be the one that tells the backstory as these women who were corrupted by war and had to deal with these things, from Rosemary's perspective, you know, the psychologists on the codec, like, also a woman, like, that I feel like would have helped contextualize this entire, like, given a purpose to the B&B thing, because I still don't know what it is. Yeah. But... Anyway, we wrap up this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. No, I, I mean, like, to, to honestly, like, I agree with you, like, there really isn't a, a, a clear point <laughs> to the BBs even being here in this game, right? Like, it's the Metal Gear forget- form, I think. It's like the four boss battles. But like- yeah, I mean, like, I get it, like, from, like, a gameplay perspective. Of, yeah, like, just to give us. But, like, is their sole purpose just to give us boss fights? Probably. Like, they hate Snake. Like, they like, physically like, hate Snake. <laughs> like, has anyone questioned, like, <laughs> like what's the, like, in-game narrative reason? Like, is it just because they hate Snake? Like, it's so... Definitely, like, yeah. the like, more we get into it... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the... Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, it, it feels very, very... It feels like a late development thing. Like, it, it feels like that was never the intention for this game to have those boss fights and like i don't it's because 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 then it's like would we be complaining about not there being there not being boss fights in this game but if we want a boss fight like yeah i feel like we would have said something for sure but at least make them good and like like Mm -hmm. i don't know man to be fair i do think this game has maybe the best boss fight in the entire series at some point yeah i agree with you I shouldn't have said that, but I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, hey, next week's <laughs> the finale, dude. Okay. Like, we got to okay. hype it up, you know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I still have people tweeting me, yo, you still have the best to come. Yeah. Chat was like, do not stop. I'm like, guys, I can't. I- I'm on schedule. I'm the I'm the flower in the glass. I can't continue. Yeah. Like, even if I wanted to, like, I just can't. I don't want to ethically do that to the episode. You know, like, me growing with the series. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I saw people saying like the best is the best is yet to come, which mm-hmm. is like how. Yeah. Um, yeah. Undeniably some great Metal Gear stuff coming up in the next act. 
Yes. Well, how? So should we glaze? Are we are we fully going into next week mode? Because there's one no, moment. No, 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 right, there's maybe still, you're there's talking still about. Okay, okay. Left to clean up for sure. And then yeah, there's, there's still that big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, for sure. uh, let's see. Uh, after the fight happens, this was again just unintentionally funny to me, right? Like, uh, Liquid and Snake both get out of their shit, and Snake falls and like pulls a a hammy or something and like you have these two <laughs> like, old men chasing each other it looks like a that what was the the jackass guy didn't he do a movie about being a grandpa like just chasing something like it looked uh, like that grandpa yeah. sure like it, it's like these two old men just like jaunting after each other it's just so ridiculous dude the, I, the way uh liquid runs in that scene is so good like that's a so gift funny. right like him so like going funny. ah yeah when he like turns back around it's like yeah dude what uh, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i hate liquid in this game he's so silly he's the worst. even that one moment jack <laughs> it's dumb He's just like, like, <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> he literally is. He's a, he's, he's, he's a joke. He's a joker. Not the good joker. He's a bad no, joker. No, he's the cool joker. Bad joker. <laughs> bad joker. He's like he's Cesar twisted. Romero joker, where he doesn't even want to shave his mustache. He just paints, paints white face paint over it. This is why Commit Ocelot to the role, bro. is a tragic character, because Liquid is using his body for this. <laughs> yeah, he gets this British dude taken over, and... He's just so silly and flamboyant. It's ridiculous. Um, we also got a fox die fake out that I liked. That was I I I was... I, I loved it because th- it's a nice pregnant pause mm-hmm. of like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, is this really happening? Like for real? Because then it's like, okay, my mind, okay, yeah, like I guess there should be could be some remnants of fox die and liquid soul. I you know that seeped in the. Steeped in the ocelot, sure. Because yeah, I, right. I think they focus on the arm. Yeah, they focus on the arm. I'm like, okay, I, all right, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, that definitely seems like a Metal Gear move. And then, yeah, that's not. So that was funny. Uh, Good stuff. This is where we get the reveal of the Ark, uh, Liquid's Outer Haven, which, for the returning members, Outer Haven, Outer Heaven. Is there what what what? Uh, Outer Heaven was Big Boss's dream mm-hmm. of nation for the, like, mercenary nation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that was destroyed in Metal Gear 1. Mm-hmm. In Metal Gear 2, he wanted to revive it in Zanzibar Land, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was foiled. Um, and then Liquid in Metal Gear Solid 1 wanted to revive that idea. And... In Metal Gear Solid 2, Solidus wanted to revive that idea on the island of Manhattan. And the whole, like, a lot of a lot of points in Metal Gear Solid 4 are the fact that um, Liquid and his crew had a haven within the system, I think with GW. Okay. And this is like the, them sort of trying to combine that idea with Outer Heaven, essentially. Okay. That's how i believe that all shakes out okay you you made it make sense to me i think that's stupid but you made it make sense to me i am with you it's good yeah, you're <laughs> not wrong it the is logic makes way. sense but... we're not having an outer heaven we're having an outer haven yeah that's that's liquid to me so just done omar can you describe the arc as it comes out of the water what does it look like what what is this thing 
Uh, it's got a lot of angles on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's got a big gun. I can't really quite remember, to be honest. So there's the railgun. There's also uh, four faces. I didn't get a good look, but there are four faces on the side oh, of this boat. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so I, actually, yeah. Let me talk about that. Let yeah. me talk about that. <laughs> Please do. It's uh, Mount Snakemore. It's the, it's, it's, isn't it Big Boss, all this liquid and, oh, wait, is liquid? I think it's solid liquid, solidus and Big Boss, right? All in that one rock? No? Big Boss is definitely on there. Yeah. Okay. I didn't catch who it was, but, uh. I, I, there's definitely two eye patches, so I think there is Big Boss and Solidus. And mm. that wasn't in Metal Gear Solid 2, right? This is the first thing. This is in Metal Gear, this is a Metal Gear Solid 4 thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, fellas, what's the other uh, Mount Rushmore reference? <laughs> yeah, the Mount Rushmore reference? I'm, in this game? I know what you're talking about. Should I say it? Uh, wait, is wait. There, is there payoff? Honestly, I don't... I don't know if there's payoff for it. I think, I think there... I think there is. is. Okay. Is it about initials? Yeah. Yeah. I think we sure can wait. Okay. Do. Okay. I was going to say, huh? Like, I don't. I don't recall. I don't recall. I mean, we got one yeah, week left. Honestly, so, like, better safe than sorry. You know? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, a ton about my. I don't even think I could tell you, like, probably tell you a few presidents that are up there in real life, but I don't think I could tell you all of them, to be honest. I don't, I don't think it's, it's not real. I, I don't think it's a spoiler to name what these snakes are, but like, because I think you can see them right here. I'll post the pic yeah. right here. But like, that's yeah, it. that's I, that's an older big boss on the left, right? And that looks yeah. like Solid Snake in the middle. And then, oh, wait, no, is that Solid Snake on the left? Then I thought, Solid Snake. I thought, I thought Solid Snake was the, the third, if we're starting from the left. Yeah, because it's a bandana there. Yeah, the, 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 wait, the bandana. Wait. I think Liquid is the last one. And then this middle one, I yeah. think. Solidus. No, the wait, wait. The middle one is wait. It's okay. It's so right, the middle is solid and liquid. Solid starting, left. starting from that's, the left. That's right? revol- that's liquid ocelot the, with the mustache. Left, left is one hundred percent solidus because yes. he yeah, has the, the Doc Ock stuff. Right, right. is wait. Big Boss because that's how he was drawn in the Metal Gear Solid One. And the um, eye patches on the, that eye, right? Correct. The, yeah. the right eye. Okay. Oh wait. Oh damn. Okay. Sorry. My bad. I thought left was liquid, and no. Yeah, I thought left was liquid, and right was the the very right was Big Boss. Very right is Big Boss. Very left is uh, Solidus. Okay. Let me. And why are they all look mid- the same? Middle left. Middle left is because they're all uh, genetic. <laughs> middle left <laughs> is Old Snake, I believe. What? Right. And yeah. Then middle it... right is uh, Liquid. <laughs> what okay. wait okay yeah starting hold on starting from left to right okay starting right. from left i thought it was big boss solidus snake liquid awesome wait mustache. no liquid big doesn't boss, have snake. an eye patch liquid's on the oh wait that the... is an eye patch yeah oh okay I yeah eye patch i see it now so i thought the I'm the stupid. third one it looked like just the hair with a bandana but you're absolutely right that's liquid that because the hair yeah, goes that's... down low that's liquid yeah yeah, you and for it. some reason, though, why old like this must have been constructed very recently. Why is old snake up there? I bet because this was Liquid's <laughs> doing, right? I bet he was like, because look at Liquid. Liquid's his old form, right? He's he's hot Liquid. Yeah. I bet he's like, just to piss off my brother, <laughs> I'm just gonna make sure. him look like this old <laughs> ass man. <laughs> um, but when I first saw this, it's very quick. It's a very quick yeah. glance at these. I thought it was, um, 
Big Boss, and then like the old Patriots. Like I thought, thought, like Eva would be up there. Like I thought Liquid was Eva, Mm -hmm. and then I thought like Zero would be up there, um, and like Sigint or like Paramedic or someone would be up there. But it's it's the Snake Snake Club. Yeah, which wow makes maybe it was that originally, but you know, like Liquid stole this, so I I can't imagine the Patriots have Liquid's face on that thing, you know. It makes zero sense that this is this, but I think this is one of the best parts of Metal Gear Solid Four. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's great. I I don't know what the like why like because like you think about all these characters like in the grand scheme of things like I don't know are the snakes that important to be next to each other like this in the world? Oh, I guess maybe it's just Ocelot's thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because Big Boss didn't want any of the three of them at all. <laughs> you know, like, no, like they, they aren't friendly with each other, right? No, like none of them like each other. I haven't seen Hamilton, but maybe maybe the main guy hates Thomas Jefferson. I don't know. I think he does. But is that who's on the who's on the he, actual Mount Rushmore? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> we get that there. It goes up for some reason. I thought this thing went in the sky. Um, it does not. But I, I remembered it doing that. Um, not an MCU cool. helicarrier. No, that would be dope though. Uh, and Liquid's big plan here is to steer the ship. Uh, what's what's the front of the front of the ship towards? Um, the uh, steer, the stern, maybe. Stern. Oh, the yeah. bow, I believe, is the front. The bow. Okay. bow. So the Just bow of the boat is pointed at the melting. Shadow Moses Island, uh, and because you know global warming is just making all this ice so super weak, this boat is able to just crack the island apart. Um, and he wants to bury Snake by crushing him into the gravel. And uh, Raiden, in the escape, got buried. Decides to dislocate his arm so he can reach a little bit further, get the sword, cut his arm off, run over, and. Speaking of MCU, he pulls a Hulk, just punches this thing in the face, and just stops moving. <laughs> so, which, again, um, incredibly disturbing. I don't like <laughs> mutilation, whatever you want to call that. Nope. Like, I won't watch that one movie where the hiker gets pinned on the rock and and has yeah. nope, nope. I won't. I just won't. Hours. I simply mm-hmm. won't do that. That's a no-go. I like my appendages. I want to keep them intact for as long as possible if I can control it, you know? So, yeah, I, I think anything involving, like, whip, like ripping out a bone yourself, it, nah, that's, that's a hard no. So that was disgusting. Um, but shout out my boy. Shout out my boy Raiden, you know? A savage, a true savage. I think it's very dumb that he can hold the ship back. Yeah, that's all I want to say. It's cool, but it's fair. It's what? That's fair. It's fair. It's I don't know. It's it's dumb, but like you get the sense it's like all right, he can only do this for like a second, and yeah, and like he makes the dent in it. You can see, um, it is silly, but it's like hey, I can only do this for a hot second. We don't we don't know what that white blood's doing. Like hey, let me be strong for a second, but uh. Uh, it's like, it has I, to be like a super advanced warship, right? Like, I feel like... Yeah, it is. Talking about how yeah, cool this no boat sense. is. And then this one guy, I know, Cyborg, yes. And one second, yes, but like still. But yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I felt I wasn't expecting to feel this way again playing through it a second time, but I felt very emotional during this scene. And I honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think it justifies me feeling emotional because I feel like we don't really get to like he screams Rose at the end of it um, before he gets sunk and dies. Um, mm. And you get the call back to Metal Gear Solid 2 with their first conversation. Um, and we really didn't even get to explore their uh, relationship in this game all too much. And <laughs> I feel like we, the emotions I had during this, like, wasn't all too deserved. And I feel like it was probably the callback to Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just love riding so much. And uh, hearing hearing that again made me sad. Jack. I, I thought this, oh, sorry, Christian. No, you go first. Well, I, I was going to poo-poo on this scene a little bit. So if you were going to be positive. Please. No, I, I wasn't going to poo-poo on it, but I was going to say, Jack, I'm sorry if this ruins it for you, but I think this is a joke because, uh, you know, this is Jack. Uh, Rose is still out there living, and Jack is killed by a boat in the ice. Yeah. This is just yeah. a Titanic reference. Again. That's great. I didn't even think of that. That's awesome. I didn't either. Holy shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, when oh. Say Goodbye yesterday hit, I was like, oh, man, I'm feeling stuff. But, like, yeah. That's yeah, you're feeling... Damn. Oh man, Metal Gear Solid Two was so good. <laughs> kind of, yeah. The the thing, the thing with this scene is, I feel like do you ever see like those clips of like a Bollywood action movie, and they keep showing you the same shot over and over again, more dramatic each time. Because I feel like then they keep showing like these shots of Raiden, like uh, they kept zooming in them in a way that I felt like it was very dramatic and definitely not deserved it was a little bit of an awkward scene i thought and uh i don't know that's kind of how i felt about it but i think like does he die there or what happened like they don't show his body his little light turns off it does mm-hmm. it does it does it does turn off that was the indicator to me that okay like ryan has gone and um so now at least we obviously i think everyone here uh could probably tell my train of thought maybe it was like okay rising revengeance that seems to be the story of how riding gets to mgs4 which i think is interesting you know like there there will be a sort of time mopping thing um from there and 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 now i get like why you guys said like hey like it's not really that imperative that we play that in a specific yeah order because that seems to be a insulary just telling of specifically of Raiden and how he gets to MGS4, right? Which I think is pretty cool. Um, also, the ability for him to hold back the ship, I played in my mind as like, a, oh, he just got a refresh of the mm-hmm. white blood stuff thing. So maybe he's like, you know, at the tip top shape he could possibly be. And, but then it's like, he was able to do all of that to, to vamp at and exhaust all of his like, energy i guess you can say before he needs to do like a refresh type thing um so i guess that makes that fight a little bit more impressive that he was able to do all that you know once again i'll stress he picked up a katana with his foot and uh and uh uh did a did a disco spin disco spin uh like head spin Mm -hmm. with yeah so again very impressive but um but yeah no like that's how i took it um and when when Raiden first pulls up to the scene, I'm like, okay, if they're doing mirrors, if we're doing parallels, 
right. The last time we saw a cyborg ninja here, he did unfortunately die. So I'm like, damn, is this where it's gonna be? I was I was I I, I instantly thought about that when we see Raiden first pop up pop up in Act Four, not like at the mission um before. Right. Uh the briefing, that's the word. But once he pulls up to Shamos, it's like, oh man, shit, like is it over for him? And indeed it is. Indeed it is. But do I think it was like the most impactful send-off? I'm not entirely sure it was like that impactful. Mm-hmm. It was sad to see him go for sure, but yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like anything crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't have been I would not have been emotional if they didn't include the Metal Gear Solid 2 dialogue. Um which is which is a bit of a cheat, I will admit. Mm-hmm. Uh but it hit me. Um but yeah, like what I said, I don't think this really deserves the emotions that I felt during this. Mm-hmm. Um because they didn't really focus on the relationship between Jack and Rose in Metal Gear Solid 4 post Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, I know this is how stories work, but I I wish Naomi and Vamp were ditched in this game in lieu of focusing on Jack and Rose mm-hmm. and that relationship. Um, I think that would have been far more interesting because we have attachments to those characters in much more of a way than we do with uh Naomi and uh, Vamp, mm-hmm. and I just feel like th- I think that ride and sacrifice would have been way more impactful if we had uh, at least a single conversation between the two characters in this game, um, or any backstory between them um, in what happened between two and four, because we really don't get that. Uh, unless I missed some codec calls, but I don't think that's where that should have been. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Especially when you consider that Raiden's been like on ice for most of the time he's been around. Like, j- like jokingly, every like I said it last week, I had the exact same thing this week of like in the mission briefing, we cut to a certain angle like ten minutes into it, so it's just like, oh yeah, Raiden's there. It's just like <laughs> on the table. <laughs> like I completely yeah. forgot about him. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, Jack. I think. In terms of just uh, a big moment for Raiden, like, I, I do think, we'll see how I feel once we finish all this, but I do think Raiden is my favorite character in Metal Gear, so, like, it is ridiculous uh, if it's his, like, you know, big ultimate action for this super high stakes, the world will end. Um, he's a cyborg, I'll buy it, you know, just for, like... A hot sack it's it still looks visually ridiculous i'm just like him one-handed holding back this thing he just literally lost an entire appendage and you can like see the bones sticking out he's bleeding out like yeah it's, it's yeah it's ridiculous but as you know i i think it's it's fine it, it, it didn't make me emotional i wish it did but i did love hearing the song again also, Metal Gear like, solid two I'm sorry. I have no, to no, please, put this please, out here please, right now. Please, please. Metal Gear Solid 2 could actually happen. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if this could. Not in 2014. Okay. Sure. Okay. That's all. I, feel I just that. feel like there's a groundedness to yeah, the first two day games that are definitely kind of lost here. And not that oh. they were the most grounded, to be honest, mm-hmm. but like, this yeah. is. On another level, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. three is yeah. kind of yeah. like three is kind of grounded as well. Like I'd say even yeah. more so yeah. than the first two. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel yeah, that. Four, I feel that. Four, four is just an anime movie. 
it's just a big anime movie for me it's like i can't help also but like i don't know i I instantly had this thought i don't know if you guys had the same thing but like when we cut back to snake just staring at right and dead like it's like it, it it calls back to like when snake was saying like i'm a shadow where like if you're near me you never see the light mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's like fuck like there has to be guilt with that like it's not sick. Like, like like i'm dying anyway like i'm gonna die right like and it's and it's and it's almost like now at like this act five that we're about to head to like I think we're like seeing the snake like in a level that I don't think we were ever, I don't think I ever thought we would see snake of like having to almost like begrudgingly like carry this baton. How like how have I not like I don't know how to explain it. Like I feel like snake is feeling like a very different thing here where it's like this this young person that I met in like MGS2 he had all this life to live and he chose to lay down his life for the legend. Mm-hmm. But I just have never viewed myself as that legend myself, as as David, yeah. as, you know, Salt Snake. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I, I would love to see like that struggle within Snake of like everyone like is putting all this back force into this legend when like physically I'm the furthest thing from that at this particular point. Yeah. Cause, you know, at the end of two, you get the sense that Raiden is what Snake is fighting for because there's that whole ending monologue of like, I can't have children, I can't leave an impression on this world, but like, it's about giving the people that will grow beyond me like a chance. And Raiden is like the embodiment of that. So, like, seeing Raiden fall, like, Snake probably feels guilty, right? Like, uh, Raiden fell into what he was doing for reasons and um seeing like snake trying but really unable to like guide him in this world where like war is the big thing like he can't really help him go beyond that and i'm sure he wants to but then this happens and he's like yeah i I see what you're saying kevin for sure yeah like yeah like yeah and it's weird because like i know i i should feel a lot more for Raiden laying down his life but I almost feel worse for Snake still living. That sounds really dumb. But, like, that's kind of, like, what I gathered walking away. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, it's, like, like, like he, he like, like, we all said he was practically dying at the mission briefing, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's, like. Otacon even's like, hey, we still have jobs to do. You're right, Snake. Right? Like, without Snake even needing to give him any type of pep talk, you know, or like any type of thing that he had in MGS2 when Emma died in front of him. You know what I'm saying? And it's just all of this, like, party, if you will, you know, are all riding on the legend of Solid Snake. And Snake just doesn't feel, he's never felt that he's a legend ever you know i just find that super interesting like i I find that really interesting i hope that we get some sort of commentary with snake about that and like how he's dealing with it because i can't even imagine what the mission briefing is going to be like because like 
in all intents and purposes, like they took another L here. Mm-hmm. Like it's another Empire Strikes Back, you know? So it's like, how are we gonna get to Return of the Jedi? Like, because it it there, we construed it like another like he has the railgun. Liquid has it. Yeah, Mei Ling helped out looking like Rihanna on a battleship, you know, cool. And all that. <laughs> but, but, uh, I don't know reference. why I thought of that too. I thought about that. I'm like, damn, like I probably shouldn't have. I don't know why I thought about that, but I did. No, well, you, I'm glad you did. Well, I'm glad you did. While I was playing. I feel like I gotta reference it, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rihanna. But yeah, like I yeah, that's where I'm at. Like walking into Act Five, it's like fuck. Like, oh my god, like how is Snake gonna like react and like take this? You know? Crazy. Crazy. Well, I'm okay. sorry. I'm looking at Rihanna quotes from <laughs> Battlefields. So what was that movie called? The Battleship. My bad. Battleship. Battleship. I never thought that popular board game. Right. Oh, Mark, very quick aside. Did we, I forget. Did we see Men on Black Three together? We did, and that was the same time that Battleship was coming. Oh, oh, they, they, we dude. did see the beginning of Battleship. Yeah. They played the first like ten minutes of Battleship instead of Men in Black Three. Right. Came in and that was like, crazy. Sorry. <laughs> Did they give you free they gave tickets. Us free tickets. Yeah. yeah, I think they did. They did. That happened to me with. <laughs> that happened to me with. I was watching. Um, I went to a, like one of those Cinemark uh, Ghibli fests, mm-hmm. and I meant to go see Princess Mononoke, and they started playing Spirited Away. Um, and I bet, <laughs> I bet the projectionist was like, I don't know, all the shit's the same, and started playing. Spirited did you away. stay? Did you just watch a little Spirited Away? They they eventually put on Princess Mononoke, and they gave us free tickets. Okay. Nice. I feel like if I was in that situation, I did I wouldn't know what to do. Like uh, I should tell them, but what if I just yeah. watch this? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, either way, you're winning. Yeah. You're, yeah, getting, for, for you're either getting Men in Black or Battleship, or you're getting Princess Mononoke <laughs> and uh, Spirited Away. They're both, you know, similar quality movies yeah. across four classics. Four of this. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> really um, making out. Omar, if you find a Battleship quote you like, I would love to end the the episode on that. But um. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm, there is a memeable battleship quote. I think Rihanna yeah, says herself, which I mean, I on a battleship. Yeah, yeah. What are we, some sort of battleship? <laughs> and I and I and I hate to even joke about Rihanna because you know, shout out to Rihanna. On, She's on, amazing. On, on, on quite frankly, all fronts, if I may. On, yeah. Across the board, pickups. Uh, she, she talks about colonel sanders a lot in this movie for some reason why did i assume you're talking about rihanna no this is rihanna in that movie (laughs) what colonel sanders apparently uh interesting is there a colonel on the boat named sanders yeah is that why or she keeps referencing kfc as well (laughs) what the fuck big product placement yeah that's that's probably it Okay. Interesting. So maybe let's not end on a battleship quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, next week is we're going to see hopefully all these a- questions answered because uh, it is the final act of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. Um, as always, we will do our roundup of final thoughts on this week, expectations slash predictions for next week um, because it's the final episode. Uh, or the final act, I think it's fair to... Because this was built as, like, a big, like, bombastic thing, I feel like we can hype up some stuff next week. And uh, also, Kevin, you've asked, next act is the thing that has the long cutscene. That's what I heard, yeah. So next week, um, I'll ask the panel 
very very kindly very graciously uh if i'm gonna need a middle point let me know you know for sure for sure but you know i mean even if i don't get a middle point honestly we might just do a really long episode you know stream for 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 wednesday right now why not you know why not make it a good yeah i feel like we we could do that you might be fried uh that last like fried in like a bad way or 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 in like a shock like like as in like when that long cutscene happens it you might want to space it out a little bit to where you're ready to see what it will tell you okay okay this is a so, lot. like I'm pretty sure you it, get multiple save points during the cutscene <laughs> yeah. you get save points during the cutscene yeah think so. holy shit wow damn and like like yeah i ended this at 13 hours 37 minutes total and the playthrough i have before this on file was like 17 hours for metal gear solid 4 so like at least another four hours for i mean i'll say the absolute cap max i want to be on stream is probably four hours like if it's like a four like that's like the max long one that like all right i can tolerate if we start touching like four and a half and the five region i'm not touching the five hour region for yeah so that one will that one will will have to cut but like let me see i feel like i've been able to complete like i never felt that any of the acts beforehand including act four were really that long for me yeah so let's see i have the idea thing pulled up the next perfect. thing is uh one two three it's six parts next week okay which is there on the shorter side compared to the others i think it's comparable to like uh maybe a little longer gameplay wise than act three but the cutscenes will absolutely inflate this um okay okay again i'm sure one of us will get through this playthrough before you even hit monday but um might be a good idea to prepare yourself to do the majority of everything you have to do and then for the final stream the final act of like what you have to do as the player and then the cutscene that might be a good way to okay space it yeah out. if if we can break that up that'd be like fabulous yeah, playing like, that's my mm-hmm. expectation i think for you okay because for all the four streams they're all on average three hours yeah one's one's like 250 the other one's 310 so it's right at it's right around three hours for each act yeah like you might not want to but if you're worried about again it goes long so there's a lot of stuff to take in at that final cutscene. so you might yeah i know yeah, yeah. the way it's sounding let's do all the gameplay end stream and then before like the last thing that you said like the the yeah. gameplay thing and then the cutscene. let's have that to be episode six sounds perfect sounds perfect well uh why don't we run through final thoughts predictions and plugs jack let's hear it sure um i think this is probably tied with act one as being my favorite acts in the game um i really ha- love how this act reiterates the sort of bittersweet tone of this game um, and this is very fan servicey, but for me, it works at the end of the day. Um, and I'm excited for act five. I remember like one thing about act five, uh, maybe a couple things. Um, but yeah, I honestly don't really know what to expect going into it uh, aside from those things that I remember. Um, and <laughs> I feel like I have a really good sense of where this game's going to place in my rankings right now. Um, so I'm excited to put that in the official rank sometime soon. 
Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on social media at Fascinated Jack. Uh, Christian and I have a Marvel's Avengers slash MCU podcast called Excelsior. You can find that on the Joy Clicks YouTube channel or on podcast services of your choice. Very nice. Omar, let's hear it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about next week's episode. Uh, not to spoil anything, but there's like a sequence, a boss battle, and a, you know, the big cutscene that I really can't wait for. Mm. Like, there, there's some cool stuff in that, in that act. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I have a Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Uh I haven't really been streaming too much recently, but I got a new upscaler. So I'd be able to stream some NES stuff. So that could be cool. So uh, check it out. Yeah. Right. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, I This is one of the better acts in the game, I think, so far. Uh, it is incredible. It is like literally the definition of fan service is this. Like, I think the rest of the game, it's, it's not too bad. But here is like, it, it is this. That is what this three-hour chunk was. Um most of it works for me. Um, I think it might be a detriment to MGS4 as a whole. Jack, I think, like you said, I know where this is going to rank for me personally. Like, I'm pretty confident where it's going to land. Uh, so we'll see what happens next week. And I think when we finish MGS3, I asked in the, the, like, the final moments, is anyone's favorite moment in 4? I don't know if mine is because i haven't played for but there is a moment next week that could very easily if it plays hopefully what i'm imagining it will and it all works uh it could be my favorite moment in the series um so i'm very excited to see that and like omar said the cutscene as well looking forward to just making some popcorn settling in watching that thing and um yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Chun2D2, as well as here on YouTube.com slash JoyClicks uh, for this show. Uh, Jack and I do our Marvel show, do Gamescast with Kevin. Uh, we're going to do a Hall of Game stream in the next couple weeks, so if you missed the first one, you can check that out in a playlist on the channel where we nominate games we think are worthy of becoming uh, goats in our Hall of Game. we got two in there right now. Uh, you can check that out. We're going to come back and new and improved for the format and presentation with the June ceremony. So look forward to that. But, I'm already locked and loaded for that one. Yeah, you Just got you all know. You got your pick. I right? I have a pick that I need to tell Christian. Mm -hmm. um, if it's already picked, I'm going to be heartbroken. But <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. There, um, there's one pick and one maybe at the moment. So. Okay. And Jack is okay. the one pick. Okay, I see. I yeah. see. I don't think you'd pick the game I picked, Kevin. Okay. And I think it would be slim if you'd pick mine. Yeah. I, I couldn't see you picking my pick, to be honest. So I think we're fine. But God um, War three, let's go. <laughs> hey, Come also, on. not not a bad guy of war. Pretty not, good. <laughs> not a bad one to pick. Not a bad one. Um I'm so sad that we're at Act Five. <laughs> I'm so sad it's gonna end this week, next week because, like, I, like, I, I don't know if it's even fair to say that like this has been like the best act in Metal Gear Solid so far, or like the best play session I've had with Metal Gear Solid. Like, I don't think that'd be actually fair to really even say definitively, but I loved this act. Like, and 
I said that on stream and I haven't said it this podcast yet, but I think it's fitting here at the end where like throughout Metal Gear Solid 1, I kept saying like, I can see the remake. Like I can see what they would do for it to be. And I can't believe that I saw it last night. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like I, like that's what I envisioned. Like it's so weird how they just kind of nailed it. Like even like from like the lighting to the way like snakes footsteps echo throughout the environments in it like in a not exactly the same but in a very similar fashion from the first game like i love this i love this section like and and i totally get it's 100 percent for the most part fan service and like i do appreciate how they do like some things to kind of like make it feel fresh where you go down different certain avenues that weren't available in mgs1 and like just just you go through different routes to get to similar points you know in the game that that you don't see in the first game but um i loved it i i i love this act um and then ending off metal gear Solid 4 next week i'm very eager to see how this ends uh i i i feel like it's probably true in the form of like yeah this is like solid snake's final mission i i could easily see that i could easily see like it like this is you know this is it perhaps we see the legend right perhaps we we i mean grant like we like have seen it but like in a more underlined way like you know this is where salt snakes arc ends and like i really hope it means something big i hope it's a big deal um i think one small thing too like they when you're playing the dream sequence and you get that game over sequence and that like dun 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 like i would love to hear that again i wish that we 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 had that throughout all the Melgar games you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um so i don't know how they would even fit that into metagross all four but i would love to hear that i guess but overall very excited to see how it ends um yeah you can of course watch me play it on tuesday and wednesday next week you 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 to the conference playstation source uh we're still trying to make it through eternal we've hit a wall but it's all good we're 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 gonna get a run that's gonna stars are going to align it's gonna be all right um working on a ratchet and clank video of course road to root the part and big special announcement of course road to root the part we will be having david k on road to root the part now i said episode six i did get an email from the publicist mm-hmm. i haven't spoken publicly about this yet sony is like, hey, uh, we're we're gonna have to vet this guy out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the 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 publicist said that, hey, like, they have to like, I think properly align like the marketing with Sony before he can come on. So it may not end up being episode six. Very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hear back in the publicist. There, there's a chance that this is just like a few day thing and it all works out. I don't know if Sony is scrubbing through all my content <laughs> and like, you know, trying to see if like I'm worthy of having David K on. But uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. She has confirmed to me that like, no, no matter what, we're going to make this happen. It just might not be episode six, but trust David K. Fingers crossed, unless Sony just stabs me in the back. How dare you? Um, but we will, we'll see about that. But definitely, hopefully that happens. 
um saves a lot podcast still going strong you know um and uh yeah twitter at ps vids all that good stuff i posted some of my returnal fails on tiktok very nice those have been funny you know you know doing 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 a little bit of that um still trying to get get used to the layout they don't look that pretty you know but we'll see we'll see we'll see but uh yeah that's uh that's about it i'm very excited very excited very very nice um Kevin, I want one wild prediction. Just one. Like, Ocelot turns out to be a triple, quadruple agent or something. Like, something. Okay. Your last moment, something your wild. last idea before you see the end of this game. Like, what do you want answered? Ooh. What's the thing you want to see? Or something like that. What's the thing I want to see? The thing I want to see. Um, I feel like... You you know what I want? Here's what I want the final boss to be. I want the final boss for it to be like Liquid actually never had control of Ocelot. Ocelot just let it happen, right? And so this final boss fight, you know, talking like Liquid, acting like Liquid, right? Liquid rips off the fucking arm, tosses it, and it's like, <laughs> just kidding. I've been Ocelot this entire time, homie. And does the flippy twirly gun stuff, but but with one arm, mm-hmm. so it's even more impressive, you know. That's that's, yeah, which it's like, that sounds crazy, but no, like that that, that I could I could see that happening. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? You know. So, but hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll just keep it at that. Okay, we'll just keep it at that. Right. Yeah. It's it's a good prediction. I'm gl- I'm glad yeah. you got one out there, but. Uh, that does it. Next week we'll be back for Act 5. I forget what it's called. We'll see it through and rank this in the series. Uh, the group ranking is probably going to take up some conversation next week, I'm imagining, because uh, we're all uniform right now, but uh, we'll see. It's going to be a dartboard of a conversation. Yeah. Uh, so we will see how that pans out. And then um, after that, week off, then we come back with... Uh, well, I forget the name. Peace Walker. Peace Walker conversation. So look forward to that. But Indeed. Oh, Metal Gear Solid 5. Yes. Yes. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> what? Are, are we <laughs> doing Peace Walker before? Oh, excuse me. I slipped. Yes. Uh, forget, forget what I said. I don't know. Pe- yeah, I'm going to wait. Peace Walker's next. <laughs> Peace Walker's next. Um, Deal. So yeah. uh, that is the schedule. Of course, uh, Oh, you can find the show on podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, patreon.com slash if you want to get involved. $5 for producer tier, like Chris Ackes and Aaron Easton. And uh, yeah, look forward to more Lung Clip Club coming up. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, no Colonel Sanders in this podcast. but I, There's one quote I think Snake says that I think is really good that we could end it on. Let's hear it. Um, we've been had. Ha 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 ha.